Hello, gearheads, and welcome to another episode of the Blind Mike Project. Go to blindmike.net for all links Blind Mike related. Now let's give it up for a host who needs no introduction, but likes to have one anyway. A man whose insight, wit, and charm entertain us week after week. Blind Mike Geary. Settle down, thank you. I just want to get out ahead of it before we get any comments about it. The countdown annoyed me more than it did you, folks. Don't, that was... What? I don't know why it was just my name over and over again. (laughs) But very, I'm very, the man who worked on that countdown so diligently, I'm very excited to introduce. Because, try and get past it, folks, we're going to do a show as we always do today. I know the question that will be on all of your mind, of course, is where's Craig? That's what people tune in for. They're worried that uh, Craig's not here. I assure you, he's doing something above board. He's, uh, you know, he's... Very busy with doing appropriate adult things. And so filling in for him, as always, is my pal Hackrod. What's up, buddy? Hello! Triggers. Hi, Kriggers! Triggers. Hey, Blind Mike, how are you? Hold on. Gotta do my proper introduction. How are you? Yes, I am sorry about the uh, introduction there. Uh, but, but blame Ele- uh, DJ Electrify. She sent me that audio, and I had to use it. It's like, <laughs> like WNBC. WN! She kept doing it over, and I'm like, that's the intro. I don't hate it if the goal is to drive everyone away that that immediately tunes into the show, like is on time. Then I think it's a good method. Well, to imagine just annoy if, the shit out of people. Well, imagine if you're just waking up; it will remind you. Oh, blind Mike's on. Yes. Well, that's who's yeah. hosting. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, I like that. Yes. See. Um. So yeah, so Hack Ride's back and uh, is, is. I apologize, episode. people. People enjoyed his episode a couple weeks ago. There's a couple. Um, notes i get on hack ride a lot that i want to address no, no. at the top of the show today it's 7 a.m here you're gonna give me notes all right here we go <laughs> well first of all i wanted to point out a lot of people in the comments i notice really like your voice <laughs> i've never read a criticism about it people seem to really enjoy it um i guess my question is would casey day ever consider podcasting or is hack ride kind of the face of the company uh, Hackard is the face of the company. Uh, okay. The demon runs everything. Uh, but yes, this shows that Mike doesn't listen to my channel, which is very sad because Casey Day is the producer for DJ Electro Show. I gotta say, I actually like, I kind of like Hackrides. What people get very angry about it. I, I'm enjoying it right now. It doesn't seem too crazy to me. I've I think that's spending... the voice a demon should have. Yes, and I've been spending time trying to make it less annoying. Trust me, I'm an audio engineer, so I take all those uh, comments to heart. Right. But it, it isn't my program, so leave me alone. Okay, now the other the other note I wanted to address, because this one um, I worry about. You don't oh. think that I at all look ridiculous critiquing the likes of, say, Burt Kreischer we're going to talk about today. Very successful mm. comedian. Do, do you think I look a little ridiculous critiquing him with a demon by my side? I don't think so. But for some reason, people in the comments keep mentioning that. Well, you know, let's... Uh, we can say demon or a masterful producer, because that's right. how you frame it, right? That's yes, exactly, you... And that's how I look at you. But sometimes people say things like, you know, who Mike's a complete hack. Mike does all these goofy. Who is he to criticize anyone when he has all these stupid bits on his show? And I don't understand where that comes from. It seems outrageous to me. 
Well, you crossed that bridge when you had a potato <laughs> on, and then you went, went on David Collins. You've, you've entered surreal land, and you can't leave, Mike. I'm That's sorry. We won't let you. I'll defend my guy Heck right here. That's the amazing thing is people kept saying like, oh, he's under the demon. This is stupid. I'm like, well, there's also a potato on the other side of me, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's focus on how ridiculous the whole picture is. Yes, I, I have nine characters and like four of them are human. That's one right. potato. No human. All right. Uh, oh, by the way, our, our guest is here, by the way. Oh, well, it's about fucking time. <laughs> yes. I uh, Well, real quick, before we introduce him, I do want to say, because uh, it's related to our guest, um, I saw that our buddy David Collins was on Who Are These Podcasts this week. Yes, he's a, a rocket to start on that one. David Collins. I'll, I'll credit my pal David because he threw out the Blind Mike Project a few times. He kept plugging us and mentioning uh, you know, that we gave him an opportunity to guest host. And he, even David is the one that pointed out that that's where Carl saw David Collins and invited him on the show. This Carl guy, this weasel, Acted like he didn't know who I was. Well, Just moved right on. But, eh, no, I, David, I don't know who you're talking about. Thank God for <laughs> Kindy pointing out. Kindy is the one bright spot on that show. I've always said. I fast forward all the way to the uh, the reviews at the end just to hear Kindy. Because she was the only one that pointed out, yes, I heard David on the Blind Mike Project. Carl, who I do a show with every week, is like, who's that guy? I've never heard of him. Yes, yes, Carl is is on one right now. He's like, find every troll and loser in this universe and put them on my show right now. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if that's how I describe him, but my point is, where's my I, call, Carl? I'm a loser. I didn't get a call. I I brought David Collins from nothing. <laughs> yes, you, and you look did. at him now. He's he's rocketing past us, and Carl can't even acknowledge that. That's what's uh, so frustrating. And again, let's take the time to acknowledge that I'm still here. Yes, I've gotten opportunities and blew them uh, pretty publicly, obviously. But here I still uh, never missed a day of cutting clips. Never missed a day of supporting the Blind Mike Project. That's true. Yeah, before you guys make a negative comment about Hackride, just acknowledge how much more work he does than Craig. <laughs> I think that's an important thing to note. It's not even close. Yes, no work on myself, just on the show. Craig does all his work on himself. He needs to. So, uh, yeah, David Collins, uh, go check out our buddy on WATP. But a man I discovered through David Collins, I give credit where it's due, unlike some snaggletooth ladies out there. Hmm? Eh, that's right. I'm on John's side. Oh, um, but giving credit where it's due, uh, through David Collins, I discovered our guest today, who I am a fan of, uh, Iowa-based comedian, I think. I did no research on this guy, but it's Austin Ingalls. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Are you from Iowa? I don't want to get that wrong. I just assume uh, you I are because of David Collins. I live in Iowa right now, but uh, I'm from Illinois, actually. Okay. How yeah. do you get How do you get hooked up with a guy like David Collins? Um, to tell you the truth, David Collins is an enigma. Um, I'm not really sure Ooh. how I cross paths with him, to be honest with you. Um, that I'm word scared me for a second. An enigma? Well, you know, <laughs> we're, we're a little shocked. Uh, we have a little shock. Uh, yeah, over here in the yeah. Okay. yeah, that's I, I didn't I didn't know that Craig wasn't going to be here. I don't know if I would have agreed to it if uh, I knew Craig wasn't going to be here. I understand we get that a lot. I'm just I'm kidding, sorry, guys. Um, I'm fucking honored to be here, Mike. I appreciate it. Uh, <clears throat> can I ask you this about? I'm fascinated by. Ask me Collins. anything you want, man. Ask me anything he, you want. Has he broken in front of you? Like, do you know the real guy, or is that the real guy? <sighs> he has broken in front of me. Uh, he's broken down. He's cried. I've been there bedside with his mother. 
Okay. Um, I hear a lot about the mother. Yes. Oh my God. What a treat she is. And this Jerry guy, I never got to meet Jerry. That's who I want to meet is Jerry. That's Jerry's whole, another one I wor- worry about. He's missing I, now. Apparently I, uh, he went missing. I was on like the third or fourth episode. I think of the David Collins. I'm an OG, if you will. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Jerry wasn't there. I think he might be, I don't know this Jerry guy. He's, he's as elusive as David Collins real personality is. Well, like I said, go check out. I guess David Collins is doing a live show. Are you going to be part of that? I am. I am a part of that. What is that, February 9th? February 9th, the Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Yeah, well, comedy club. I know we have a, a massive uh, massive Iowa <laughs> base, so go go check that out if you're in the Iowa area. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, man, I'm a big fan of you, so I really do appreciate you for having me on. Uh, Thank you, buddy. Um, I don't get this uh, whole... Lauren, don't look at my big tits. Be here, my big tits, Conrad beef. You know what I mean? What's she doing? <laughs> Lauren, uh, Lauren Compton. We'll talk about her. I guess Hackrod has some, some clips of her too. We'll get into Hackrod, that. Hackrod, what's going on, man? How you doing? I am looking at Lauren Compton right now. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. Can we just uh, start with that then? You want to? You want to oh. play a couple clips of her? Let's jump into that. Why not? Fuck it. All right. Yes, so. You know, for those of you that uh, don't have Twitter, Lauren Compton and I have been uh, batting eyes at each other. You know, I think she wants a wants a piece. And, Lauren uh, Compton, I say Conrad is not, it's not Con- Conrad. It's that Compton. would be nice if Lauren Conrad had a crush on me. That'd be fun. <laughs> this one, this, this one's better. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, all right, so Hackrad has a couple clips, I guess, to tell us who Lauren Compton is exactly. I don't, I don't know much about her. I know she does oh, a podcast on the Your Mom's House Network, but. Yes, this is the one I was telling you about a couple weeks ago. Uh, this is her Matt Rife interview, and she decided to dress like a whore. It's amazing. All right, here we go. How would you feel if a girl told you she had a lesbian phase? Would that be a red flag? No, not at all. I say, do whatever makes you happy. I don't mind. It'd be like a... When I was, when I was younger, it would have been more alarming, because I've, I've dated multiple girls in, like, full-length relationships that ended up being lesbian after we've dated what and i used to have to ponder i used to have to go man offended by this but then i thought no if i'm if i'm the last dick you ever have i'm okay with that yeah i'm okay with that There's, that's a, that's a bit of a i fucking accomplishment i think <laughs> to be somebody's last i think that this is the guy we're listening a... to right now is the a person that the tiktok world thinks is like dangerous <laughs> yeah. he's, he's a mad man the bad the bad boy of comedy matt rife <laughs> He stopped. He adopted to be straight, apparently. With all his edgy jokes about domestic abuse. But with a lesbian, or you can have a 1930s comic. What do you think of Matt Rife, Austin? I, 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 he's grown on me the last uh, few weeks. The more he's defended himself, the more he's grown on me. Don't make me pull the video, Austin. I have the video. Sorry. I have the video of you. Oh yeah. He's your friend. That was promo, dude. That was promo because I was headlining at the Lucky Cat. So. uh you wouldn't believe how many people actually thought that I that I had Matt Rife opening for me, because I said. Oh, did that. you make a video with Matt Rife? I made a video when his uh, when his special came out. It was like the week that I headlined at the Lucky Cat in Cedar Rapids, okay. and so I you know just used that hype to for my advantage. And there were some dumb people that actually believed that Matt Rife was opening <sighs> for me in Cedar Rapids. That's smart. We played, I got we you, Hack Ride. We played a clip with a chemistry between you two is amazing. Oh, we, we, played, we, we played a clip uh, a few months ago that some comedy club in, uh, I think, Springfield, Missouri, was promoting Dan Soder and tickets were uh, not moving fast. So mm-hmm. they, they gave away, they did a raffle where if you buy a Dan Soder ticket, you get a chance to win a Matt Rife ticket. 
Oh no! So, people are using this guy's name however they can to fucking move merchandise. Oh, no, Dan Soder. That's that's crazy too because he's like a you know he's an established name. So he's great. Yeah, cool. like I'd much and rather he, see yeah, a Dan Soder show than a oh, Matt Red show. Ten times out of ten, and hang out <laughs> with Dan Soder. He seems like a great hang. Right. Is there uh, is there more here, Hackred? There's a little more. There's a little Hackred, more tits. Up? Have that with somebody who's like ninety five. All right, that was actually all. I guess there wasn't. <laughs> no, but there's tits on stage right now. That's why. I just wanted to... Look, this is who's flirting with Blind Mike on Twitter, people. I imagine I would be a terrible guest on that show, right? I would no. I would love it. I think this is a great lane for you to just start getting on there. It's a first date. <laughs> this is a new show. Uh, I'll do it. If we, can, if we can get me on there somehow, I'll definitely do it. But I don't have, I'll... like, great right. sexual Ooh. conquests or anything to tell her about. Oh. Well, we can yeah. always lie. I mean, I'll you come know. there with you. We could just make some stories up. That'd be fun. That'd be That'd fun be if I became a, you know, if, if I could think of something that made me like that uh, Million Little Pieces guy, you know? <laughs> think of some <laughs> yeah, inspirational that... story. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, how many women have you made lesbian, Mike? <laughs> Three. More than Matt Rife. There we go. That's... All right. Can we get into, uh, I want to get into <clears throat> Brendan Schaub, Christ's sake, before we do any more. Oh. So, uh, wow, are, are you aware of the latest controversy with Brendan Shaw, Boston? Oh, hold on, Mike, uh, hold on. Hold on, you guys. This, this is not the Craig type of show. We're doing this per- Oh, correctly. we're running things professional. I'm sorry. Yes, hey, here we go. What's next? Brendan, your future's in doubt. Without a producer who can figure shit out, may I volunteer a demon so fine? A producer free agent, thick by design. Hire Hack Ride, you cauliflower ear dumb dumb. And shop? Yeah. Yes. The what fuck is our... this? No, what I'm just, that? you know, I, I use the opportunity to put it out there. You know, you put Something it out there. Shit? No, I, what do you mean? I, that That's working for the blind Mike show inside like a Trojan horse. What are you talking about, Mike? Come on. All right, all some right. strategy. Yeah, uh, Brendan, hire Hack Ride, please. Yes. yes. Because it's actually a good segue, because apparently Thank it'll you. just uh, hire anybody and then, uh, like, sneakily fire them after, where... Uh, he's going to explain in this clip, but there's a controversy on the Fighter and the Kids subreddit where um, a guy, the premise of the show, The Golden Hour, is that fans just send in selfie videos of themselves with questions for the guys. And there's a guy that weighed like 450 pounds and he got down to 190 or something. Brendan Schaub, flew, Brendan Schaub flew him out, hung out with him. They had a nice time. And then uh, Brendan Schaub hired him, gave him a job. He was like, I like you, kid. Gave him a job. So the kid uprooted his life, moved out there, and then Brendan Schaub had to fire him recently. Now, my argument would be if the kid's not doing his job or you can't afford him. Like, Brendan Schaub's had financial struggles. He just had, like, $3 million stolen from him in that whole uh, podcast scam that uh, really? was going on that Theo Vaughn was a victim of and a lot of other – Whitney Cummings, I think, a lot of those guys. Um, so Brendan Schaub had to fire this guy. I would say, like – well, that's up to you. You're a businessman. You got to fire him. But Reddit was really going after Brendan. So uh, he, caved. <laughs> he caved to public pressure, apparently. And that's what they're addressing in this clip on the fighter and the kid. Okay. You guys want to discuss it now? Oh, yeah. Let's talk about oh, yeah. oh, this, oh, by yeah. the way, was a was a setup thing where their producer is like emotional. And Brian Callen's like, why are you so sad? It's like, ah, I don't know. Do you guys want to? It's just been a tough day around here. Do you guys want to get into it? And they're like, 
you know, I suppose we should. And it's like, you asked him, well, of course you knew what it, it was wrong. <laughs> Why are you setting it up like this? It was very fake already. Uh, George, yeah. let's talk about George for a sec, guys. So there's been a lot of misinformation. George did not get fired. No. George was asked, we, we, the, you need somebody with more experience in He was asked right now to as... get the fuck out. Like, we didn't fire him. We didn't use that word. We just said, you know, pack your trash. We're not paying anymore and kindly leave. That's a firing. <laughs> yeah, good luck on being homeless in L.A. <laughs> Thick boys expanding into different areas. Yeah, when you have, like, full producer. Not a 22-year-old. Like no. Right. And so everybody loves George. So what, what I think you did was offered him a different uh, Lex who runs the company Lex you know, run CFO offered yeah. him something else Correct. you you are not a good person for that job to go and even talk to George because you're very attached to George emotionally I'm gonna speak for Brennan for a second guys you're very attached to him love George. you're yeah. terrible at any kind of any kind Comedy. of re- uh podcasting uh I'm fight sp- analysis I'm gonna speak for <laughs> Brennan because he can't he can't form a thought haircuts <laughs> This is, this is this is what Callen is great at, and if you can if you can, folks, find a friend like Brian Callen, because yeah. he will go to bat for Brendan Schaub, like <laughs> defend this guy to the death. I think on some level, Callen probably feels guilty for getting Brendan into stand up. Yeah, like that that's kind of on Brian Callen, and he's like, maybe I've fucked this guy's entire life up. Like by getting him into con- comedy, he changed the trajectory of his life to where he was like a respected fighter i think i don't know the fighting world enough to i'm not that's sure true, yeah but, yeah but let's, didn't, let's he have to, didn't joe rogan like convince him to retire or whatever isn't that uh rogan uh, convinced him to retire that's that's where you'd be surprised comes from is uh brendan brendan said uh i forget who he was talking about but he said he could win uh some fight and yeah. joe goes do you really think that and brendan goes i think he'd be surprised and Rogan goes, really? Because I think you'd be surprised. <laughs> and that's where that's where the name of his special comes from. And then within that special, he changes the story of how he retired from fighting. It's very weird. Ah, uh, classic. Right, firing or anything. You're the worst. You're the fucking worst. And so Hold having... On. We might we have know- to go back because uh, we either talked over something or Brian Callen just had a beautiful moment of truth there. It's like... Brendan, I've watched Gringo Poppy, and I got to tell you something. You're the worst. <laughs> You're very attached to him. Love George. You're yeah. terrible at any kind of, any kind of repositioning, firing, or anything. You're the worst. You're the fucking worst. And so, having we know this about you, so we have other people that actually run the mechanics and day to day operation of Thick Boy. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm just speaking, and you tell me when yeah. I'm wrong. So. George is somebody Why is all Brian of us here- talking like he runs Brendan's company. That's what like, I mean. We, this is like he's like, we like, know you're terrible at this, so we have someone. He's like Brendan's handler, like Brendan is special needs, and Brian handles all yeah. of his business for him. Yeah, we have a, a master blaster situation here. <laughs> it's, it's weird. A Mad Max reference. Brendan, Brendan is Take like reference. Brendan is a mogul. He's all of his businesses are struggling, but he has a lot of irons in the fire. And yet Brian is talking like, you know, Brendan. So we held your hand through this. We have all, all your handlers are very worried about this. Like they, everyone's in place to make sure that you don't make any decisions here. So the yeah. defense of Brendan Schaub is that you're so incompetent 
that you have nothing to do with any of these decisions. So why are people blaming you? You know what's crazy about Brendan Schaub? Um, back in October, he was coming to Dubuque, Iowa at the Comedy Bar, and I was going to host for him the whole weekend. Ooh. And which I'm glad I'm didn't because he's like a notorious joke thief, apparently. Okay. Uh, so he, you know, why he ended up backing out of the weekend because I don't know if you follow him at all. Oh shit! I don't know if bit. you follow him at all. Sorry, guys. Um, but he like got some new truck and he backed out of the weekend because the truck was ready that weekend. Oh well, you might you might have been at the <clears throat> at the precipice of the start of Toontown. You, for, okay. That's his new show. He oh does... yeah, I had no idea that was a thing either. So yeah, that must have been right around that time that it was starting up. Actually, heck, Rod. While we're playing Oops. this clip, can you check find if Toontown is still in existence? Because I haven't done, I haven't doubled back on that in a while. I've never even heard of it. Oh, so he does a car show now. That's basically like a ripoff of Pimp My Ride. Oh hell no! He started it, and it seemed it. It just seemed flawed in the sense that it's brendan presenting another skill that he has it's like hey what? i'm oh. not just a i'm not just a fighter stand-up <laughs> podcaster i'm also a car guy Blind what like, does toontown have, have to do with cars i have some good news I for you it's like tu- i think it's like tuning up like like giving cars a tune. oh tune i thought you said tune, yeah. like a fucking yes. coffin. Oh, no, no. I, I wish uh, you, you <laughs> can I hear me blind Mike. yes yes hackrad what's up four days ago Brendan Schaub learned how to drift. So yes, it is still going, and he learned how to drift four days ago. Amazing. How are the how are the views doing on that? Uh, three point. Uh, you know, they're around Blind Mike project numbers. See, that's what's weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> is that Brendan is this massively famous guy? And to use Hackride's phrase, he's doing blind mic project numbers, which which are great. You're doing great, Mike. You're doing it's, great. It's, it, it's both hurtful and kind of a compliment to me that we're in the same league <laughs> as Brendan Schaub. <laughs> I'd take it as a compliment. You care about and and right now, I think you guys offered George something else within the company else where he doesn't have to because now he's killed himself coming in every day. Yeah, so he doesn't so want a different okay, role. Hold on. Hold on, go back a little bit. So we've offered him something where we never have to fucking see the guy. <laughs> what we've done is we've we've maneuvered it so that, you know, in an ideal world, I don't have to interact with him. That's really, you know, if, we, if we're going to have to pay him as long as he's out of our mind, out of sight, out of mind, you know? I love the guy, but I don't want to see him. <laughs> it, 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 every, if everything's perfect, if I had my way, Guy would keep getting paid. I never have to interact with him. That's a beautiful <laughs> world. What a defense of this man, George, that he brought in. Yes, we love you. Here's an invisibility cloak. Get out of here. Yes. Okay. I'm, I'm just speaking, and you tell me when yeah. I'm wrong. So George is somebody all of us here care about. And, and right now, I think you guys offered George something else within the company. Else. What the mafia calls a no-show job. So we want a different role. His thing was, it's not that he doesn't want to be here, but he has other opportunities, which well, I also helped him facilitate. Right? Yeah. He has two good ones, which I helped okay. him facilitate. The so. mixed messages going on here. <laughs> Brendan's like, listen, the guy, we just can't keep him. We're doing everything we can to hang on to this guy, but he's got so many other irons in the fire. We can't, <laughs> this guy's so busy. We at Thick Boy Studios just can't hang on to him. And then Brian Callen admits, well, we're going to find him those opportunities, right? <laughs> Which Calvin is now fucking up by defending Brendan. He's now fucking up Brendan's entire defense here.
Yeah. Just poking holes Which, in it. I don't know. By the way, they are, what's hilarious about this clip that we're watching is like to us, the, the Blind Mike Project cast and crew, this is just Brendan Shaw fired a guy that was a fan of the show. Doesn't seem that controversial to me. Like, if the guy's not worth the money they're paying him, they can they have the right to fire him. But this yeah. is all the 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 impetus for this clip is all hinged upon Reddit feedback, which is amazing to me. After all these years, Brendan is still responding to that. Like, you gotta Bapa, listen to me. You gotta get off the Reddit comment. Like, they're they're never gonna like you. You're not gonna win them over. You can win no. guys like me over by being a little self-deprecating, but yeah, have fun with it. You know what I mean? Like what, what other lane are you going to go to at this point? Like, obviously his comedy isn't as respected as he wants it to be. So, right. He was on the edge of self-deprecation at Skankfest. I saw, um, I don't think we ever played the clip, but, uh, Jeremiah Watkins stand up on the spot came out I did see that yeah a couple months ago and brendan like he was self-deprecating in that he was he was pretty good now the problem with brendan is his comedy chops aren't like just thinking off the cuff riffing in a scenario like that he's not great still so it's not like this crazy hilarious moment that brendan has but it is like him being honest for one of the first times in his life and i think if he framed himself in a way if he had a guy if he had guys around him that bust his balls like Tim Dillon or Luis J. Gomez are the two I always think of that would definitely do that with him. Uh, then I, I think that could change his image a little bit, but he's appealing to people that will never like him. Like they're just, they've dug their heels in. And like his, his comedy fans aren't, you know, your general, I mean, I don't think that they bleed over into actual, you know, comedy. No, they're, they're male bimbos. They're, yeah, they're, just, they're, they're there because Brendan's big and strong and they like looking at his muscles and as he they calls think he's them cool. Thick boys. Yeah, something. the thick boys. The thick boys. I'm a thick yeah. boy myself. Hey, you, you wear it well, Mike. You wear it well. <laughs> I understand. Like, if he, if he, if those don't work out, he can come back here. You know, that it's always yeah. open. I love George. I talked to George probably more than anybody in here besides you yeah and i, I talk, talk to, to him too and i'm gonna we're, we're gonna I talk to him every if day i can help him game plan and i said no, dude, dude this is what people get you know how far georgie has this is my conversation with today me and him talked in person you know how far georgie has come you gotta think about it i met george when he was 450 pounds on king and the sting he sent in a submission because my goal is to get down to 190 you blah 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 i'm a thick boy i said georgie you get down to 190 i'll fly you here live in studio year later calls in he's 190. I fly him in. He's such a good. If you ever so meet George, it seems like what happened shit. is this guy Brendan's like, "Hey, buddy, George, if sure, if you lose two hundred and sixty pounds, I'll fly in. Fine." And then you know, a year later, George is like, "Hey, Brendan, I did it." And Brendan's like, "Fuck, yeah, <laughs> I never thought I'd see that guy again." Yeah, you're a bad reader, dude. You're. Just Emma, give him the presidential suite. He's living like a king. Oops, pounds. Sir. On King and the Sting, what's happening here? Sent in a submission. I hit the wrong button. Oh, he's Jamie, doing the big piece bigger. Day. Yeah, so he doesn't want to do that. a different role. His thing was, it's not that he doesn't want to be here, but he has other opportunities, which well, I also helped him facilitate. Right? Yeah, he has two good ones, which I helped him facilitate. So, I understand. Like, if he, if he, if those don't work out, he can come back here. You know that it's always yeah. open. I love George. I talked to George probably more than anybody in here besides you yeah and i, I talk, talk to, to him too and i'm gonna we're, we're gonna I talk um, to him every if day i can help him game plan i said no, dude, dude, this is what people get you know how far georgie has this is my conversation with today me and him talked in person you know how far georgie has come 
You got to think about it. I met George when he was four. And we just decided to stunt that growth. On King like, this the is a Stand. guy that's come a long way. Submit. And I thought, progress be damned. He's out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the bricks, fatso. <laughs> Let me give you all this momentum. <laughs> uproot your life. And then I'm just going to make it even worse than it was. Yeah. Hey, listen, every street comes to an end at some point, you know, <laughs> and you hit a dead end, my friend. Now beat it, pack your trash and get out of here. And here's a bag of Twinkies. Because <laughs> my goal is to get down to 190, you blah, blah, blah. I'm a thick boy. I said, Georgie, you get down to 190, I'll fly you here live in studio. Year later, calls in, he's 190. I fly him in. He's such a good, if you ever meet George, can't help but love the kid. Fly him in here. I love him. I go, dude. Come to San Antonio with you. Ever stay in a nice hotel? Never. Cool. It's the first time I'm on a plane, too. Fly him to San Antonio, put him up at our favorite hotel, Hotel Emma, give him the presidential suite. He's living like a king. Bring him on stage. And then I was like, can't stop here, dude. I'll find a job for you. That's you. That's you. That's me. That's you. You, you, you know, yeah, that's you. <laughs> Aren't I the greatest guy ever? <laughs> I said to myself, I did this litany of beautiful things for the man. And then I said, I can't stop here. I'm going to give him a job he's not qualified for. <laughs> and then <laughs> rip the rug out from under him in a year. And then pretend I'm not allowed to do that for some reason. Like, Brendan, you're allowed to fire the fucking guy. You hired him on a whim. You made a bad hire, apparently, it seems. And you just have to live with that decision. It's not that big a deal. But listen to uh, fucking Mother Callan jumping in here. And, and but so, so he went from zero skills to he can edit now. Yep. He can cut clips. He can do social media. He's but here's the problem with you. Here's the problem with you. You get you get emotionally attached to everybody. Correct. I shouldn't be running and, business. And I, I also don't hire. And I, I I think that is a liability. I be for running you. business. If we, could hire that, if we could get that clarity with Brendan for just like a few other things, it's like you're right. I shouldn't be <laughs> tuning up cars and putting it on YouTube. Because sometimes you got. Uh, yeah, I'm a bad reader. Well, it's not that you're a bad reader, dude. You're just very optimistic. <laughs> and I, 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 some jobs, if you're running this a company, that too, though, you you are going to need a 30 year old person who has a lot of experience to run shit, it. and you have to be a Do fucking, background check. And, and yeah, but you also have to be the okay, kind of so guy. Okay, so now here's here's where they're fucking up is because they just went on a, a diatribe about how great this George guy is, how great he is at everything, and now what Brendan's saying is. And if I'm George, this is all I'm hearing is Brendan saying, I'm not qualified to hire people. <laughs> I wish I had someone doing background checks on these people because yeah. I'm not a good boss. I hire losers. That's <laughs> what Brendan Schaub is saying. <laughs> After they just went off about what a, an amazing guy George is. What they were really saying is, aren't we amazing for hiring George, which is a weird angle to take. That I, uh, is like oh, sorry. Go ahead, people Austin. that run a. I also ahead, read Austin. that he just got banned from the comedy store. Is that did you guys see anything about that? I don't no, know that Brendan's that banned. Yeah, from the L.A. Comedy Store. It was on. It wasn't on Reddit. I think this was on a Twitter thread. So, who knows see how if, true uh, that see is? See if you can find that hack read. While we, I will uh, take. I will take a look. Yeah. Business are the sharks. way more ruthless than you. And I'm not. They go, you. It's not working. You got to get out of here. Yeah, I'm not, that's I, the way. It's, I, I'm not like that. Not like that. Not like that. Let me just tell you about Brendan. So just so people know the, the number of people that we've had who we all love and they were all great. But there were things sometimes where this person I'm not talking about George in this case. I'm talking about in our in the 12 years we've been here. There were I think we've had probably 
I think eight or nine real discussions about you calling me and saying, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this person. They're not doing their job. And I and I and I, it's it's driving me crazy because I'm paying George them sucks at his job. A fortune. That was yeah. a fucking George sucks at his job. Why can't they fire him? Yeah, this doesn't because he lost weight, Mike. Why are they now doing this thing? Like because he's in good shape. They have to George, I mean, George. George is incredible, and he he learned social media, which is a weird thing to be Why? like. This is what this job provided him. Is he learned how to tweet? I'm about as uh, technology savvy as, you know, an 80-year-old man. That's why, obviously, I was late to this. Well, I wasn't late necessarily, but they get, they make it seem like cutting a clip and posting on social media is hard. That's one of the easiest things to do at this point in social media stage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like TikTok well, I, I, and I, like, Instagram I, make it so easy. I can't do it. I'm not good at it because of uh, really? mostly I, I blame I blame my eyes mostly, but that's why yeah, Hackride yeah. handles that stuff. But I would also say that's why I don't work for a major podcast in that in that role. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm not applying to cut clips for shows because I can't do that. So if this George guy didn't know how to do that. And that's what he was hired for. That's that's just yeah, that's on them. Learned. Why, yeah, yeah, why are they acting like, you know what we need is someone that can hire, hire people that are actually qualified for their jobs. Yeah. It's like, that should be you guys. You're running the business. Oh, successful one, supposedly, too. Like, you're on the air. How many episodes a week do they drop? I don't, I I'm think, not, I don't even know. I think two. I think Fighter and the point. Kid do two, but Brendan yeah, does, Fighter like, three kid. or four. Insane. Yeah. But it's, like, it, it's a weird thing. Like, if Hackride just reached out to me one day and was like, I don't know how to cut clips, but I'd love to do them for you. And I yeah. was like, have you lost weight recently? Then you're in. <laughs> What's the scale looking like for you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, you got to lie. That's how I got that job. Yeah, yeah, sure. I know how to cut clips. <laughs> I had no idea. It paid off. Yes. Fortune. And I would be like, okay. And then what would we always say? What would we always say? Uh, finish my sentence. You would go, yeah, but you're not going to do anything. No, I'd say, and you know what we're going to do about this? Absolutely nothing. And he'd say, absolutely nothing. Because we'd, leave him, we'd leave him on board for another year at least. Right. Until it gets so toxic or well, they leave is, or something. Whatever yeah. the case, you know, and, and that's not the way to run a business. No, right. Right. So he's just so we shitting up. After they talk about how great this George guy is, they're like, we've tried to fucking get him out of here and he, he won't leave. <laughs> Like, just be honest. Say you felt we felt guilty. We gave this guy a job out of pity. We feel bad now, but we got to get rid of him. I, I can't afford to keep him on. Just be honest about what you're doing, Brendan. It's fine. Yeah. If Brendan was just honest about who he was, I think he would win over a lot more people. Oh, he would. He would. Uh, well, like the, like the whole canceling of the show thing. with That wasn't the only show he canceled, like in that little run of tours that he was doing around right. October of 2023. And he wasn't honest about any of them. Like, we all can see your social media. You're going to buy a truck, and then you give another reason. Like, dude, just be honest. You'll right. If he if he was if he said things like every once in a while, you get a glimpse of honesty from Brendan, where he's like, "Listen, like, I I'm not as good as as a lot of other comics at my level, but I've only been doing it for you know five six years, whatever." That's pretty early for most comics. Like, I think I'm going to come a long way. I've learned from my mistakes, all that type of shit. I think that would be endearing to people. But instead, we played, yeah. like, the interview we did with Coach HP, our guy, where oh. he's, like, comparing himself to Louis C.K. and Bill Burr. And he's like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm way further along in my career than they were six years in. And it's like, yeah, the opportunity for the wrong reasons. Have, yeah, for the, exactly. 
absolutely it's not for your like comedic you know your writing or anything like that no one's ever been like wow this brennan shop joke you should hear it you know like, yeah like, well a lot a lot of the guys we talk about like opie and tom myers and stuttering john and matt Arise, i would say even like they don't have any self-awareness and i think brendan does not have a lot of self-awareness but i think he's the closest to like breaking i think he's the closest to being able to see some of his issues and kind of change now the further we go through the years uh that seems less and less true but it's why i started like you know I st- it's why i started the shab mob like people that support <laughs> brendan and just try yeah. and get him to fucking understand that there are things that people do like about him and that there, there are things that people mock and he should embrace both of those yeah that's what uh comedy is you know embrace your yeah. insecurities and bring them to light but i don't I don't know, man. It doesn't seem like he can articulate that very well. I mean, there's a, there's a little has to do all before him. Yeah. That, that I think it hurts him having Nana Callen step in and defend him at every turn. Yeah. Every time, every, every step of the way. 22 year old who we all care about, who we are, who we want to win and he will win and I'll do what I can. You know, to help him gain. But Georgia has a great resume now. His skills. And he's also a great kid. So. And also, when he came in today to tell me. And did like, a great job here, by the way. He's a great resume. Let's put that on yeah. record. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Bezos. Yes, I worked for Brendan Schaub. Would you care <laughs> you to know. hire me? Thick boy. Gringo Pop. Hello, hello, Netflix. <laughs> You're familiar <laughs> with uh, Thick Boy Studios? <laughs> But fired, uh, he came in today, me and him talked in person. Yeah, yes, the to... company that was scammed out of millions of dollars. That's the one. Yes, yeah. I worked there. <laughs> Tell me, like, if it's going to be a part-time thing, like, I'd rather just go somewhere full-time. I was, I get that, dude. I get that. You know? Yeah. Love yeah. Georgie. Well, that's that's a win. That's the goal, to go from here. That, to and it's something. hard. You know, he's 22. He's never. This is his first job, really. Yeah. He's, so he's, he's coming straight out 22 yeah. from his background, so it's like, He's just getting more experience. That's all it is. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I told him when I talked to him, I said, this is all, this is good. It's that Jocko Willick thing. Good. Good. <laughs> good. Now, this oh, is this where done, but the boys are trying a little too hard where they're like, why, you know, why do they always got to bring like Cameron Haynes and Jocko into this shit? Like not every situation applies to those guys. Like, hey, you know what? Hell? This is exactly like an episode of the Joe Rogan experience. Exactly. <laughs> Just Pick one. rip off of Joe Rogan. <laughs> but this is them saying, hey, you know what? We've talked about this for a couple minutes now, and it started with us feeling guilty and uh, talking about how great George is. But, yeah. you know, the longer we talk, the more we're realizing we deserve pats on the back here. Like, we kind of deserve a congrats. Is there a cake for us? We deserve congratulations for what we did for this man. We are actually pretty dynamite. Like, look at what we did. Yeah. From his background, so it's like, He's just getting more experience. That's all it is. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I told him when I talked to him, I said, this is all, this is good. It's that Jocko Willick thing. Good. 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 No, you know what it is? It's not Jocko Willick. It's horseshit HR speak. <laughs> yeah. Where, where they're like, Boy, and hey, we're going to write you a heck of a recommendation. Hmm? Yeah, if you need that, to go that's, anywhere, that's pretty we good. got you. Yeah. Hey, us saying what a great job you did, that's like not just equal to a paycheck i think it exceeds like that's more that's worth its weight in gold my friend take that you know what our word around hollywood is huge (laughs) yeah 
go go to go to your bank wherever you have you know where you have your direct deposit set up go walk into the bank and say hey brian callen says i'm a great guy what is that are my numbers tallying up there what, what what's my checking account at now how am i looking what's my retirement at <laughs> brian callen likes me <laughs> all right mike that was the, the end of the video the hangover <laughs> yeah right yeah the guy from old school in the hangover he yeah no no not that one the other one no yeah you, you just missed him you just missed him <laughs> mike would you like to do some super chats yeah please let's catch up on that but first i do want to uh you know terrible hosting by me i meant to ask austin what do you have to promote my friend where can people find you oh i am on you know i'm on them all instagram tiktok youtube uh facebook just search austin ingles um I-N-G-E-L-S, and you'll find me. Um, I think it's awesome. I saw, you, I, saw you, I saw you promoting a podcast, but is it is that regularly going? Uh, kind of. We do, you know, we're very sporadic. We're not as uh, consistent as we want to be. And we okay. kind of, it started off as a movie podcast. My friend, J.D. Spetz, um, he started his own movie podcast where he like reviewed movies and uh, almost like a rewatchable format. If you know what the rewatchables is with Bill's. Boy, business. do I have ripped it off. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. We shamelessly, we shamelessly ripped it off essentially. And uh, we kind of changed the format to like a comedy, just to talk about whatever we want, you know, just not just make it movie biased. But we realized that audiences were cut in half when we did that you know there's a lot of comedy podcasts so we oversaturated ourselves so i think we're going to change the format and go back to movies so. we'll go follow austin and then he'll tell you where uh where to find his podcast and everything like that go follow him Absolutely. on instagram twitter all of that so check out Austin. yeah I'm, i post a clip a week usually um been consistent since june um, nice. but yeah just trying to you know move up let's let's uh let's catch up on these super chats heck right all right, uh, uh, DJ Electrify, would you like to turn your camera on? Oh, good, DJ Electrify is here. Yes, Austin Ingalls, meet DJ Electrify. Oh, wow, tasty. DJ yes. Electra here. <laughs> good morning, everybody. Yes, good morning. All right, let's nice get to, to these. You. I'll put uh, them nice up, you to read meet them. you too, Austin. All right, so we got Austin. from Drew P. Balls. Hola, Gearheads. Four ninety nine yes, Super Chat. Thank you, buddy. Hola. Box Eating Dad says, Casey Day is the host body producer. Mike, you dunce cap. Yes. <laughs> I like when he keeps me in line. I get, that gets me off. <laughs> and Box Eating Dad said, this guy like an AZT flavored lollipop. <laughs> hey, oh. I don't know Who's if I can about? get that. Is that Austin? Is he, I'm confused. A lollipop. AZT was like an AIDS drug, I think. I don't know why. I get it. Austin <laughs> kind of looks like an AIDS covered lollipop. It's funny. Good job. Well, okay. No, not really, but for $5 or $1.99, we will say yes. And it's box sure. eating dad. I agree with it. I and uh, $5 it. from Dang Lizard. So Craigers busy with damage control? I mean, after the Epstein list was published. Ayo. I think, I think, I think Craig. Timing. <laughs> genuinely, Craig said, that is odd. I guess I didn't put that together. Uh, <laughs> He said he's skiing this weekend, which I just took to mean that there's a young boy on either side of him. He's, he's, he's skiing with pizza, if you know what we mean. Uh, code words all abound. <laughs> That's right. And Nimrod for $5 Super Chat said, 
I don't know if Craig had the clout for Epstein Island. Maybe Jared from Subway Island. <laughs> that's more. I think that's more his speed, yeah. And by the phone calls that I've heard, more his kind of tone, you know? And Dang Lizard for $5. No dollars. Oh, no, that's my town. <laughs> no, we're just in shock. We're in shock. <laughs> we have normalized child molestation on this show. It's crazy. All right. What's that electrify? I'm sorry. <laughs> a dang lizard for five pounds said, for a second, I thought Lady K was talking when Mike described the love of big, thick, muscled dudes and Mike started to drool over thick boys. <laughs> I don't know if that's an accurate representation of how it happened. A little, but... a little drool there. You got Listen, a little W-A-T-S, drool WATS Thursdays at six is a very, um, we embrace masculinity. I think that's what it is more than anything. You know, it's not that we're gay. Oh. I'm all for it. All right. Thank you, Electrify. Yes. Thank uh, you, DJ Electrify. Uh, who, also, what would you like go, to cover next? Well, just real quick, I just want to say go to blindmike.net as well. After you follow Austin on uh, social media, make sure you check out blindmike.net. You can subscribe, become a Patreon or YouTube member. If you're watching live on YouTube, you can become a member right now if you so choose. And we have uh, bonus episodes up there. We, you can get um, Kirk Minahan's appearance on Why You Laughing. Listen. He may not have enjoyed it, but I think the audience will. And that's what's important. So check that's uh, available for Patreon what? and YouTube members early. What's next, Coleman? Uh, what's, what's next, Cole? What's next, Coleman? Don't you embrace this. It's on <laughs> my Twitter feed. I know, but... <laughs> How else am I going to address Coleman? I need to know what's next. What should I have said? Next one, fatty. That's what I would have said. All right. I maybe maybe I'll change it up next time. Yes. Um, but yeah, you can get that episode early. Uh, for Patreon and YouTube members, as well as the bonus episode we just did, Fez Watley versus the Legion of Skanks. Um, so that's uh, exclusive to Patreon and YouTube uh, members, so check that out. Uh, BlindMike.net is where you can find all those links, so we appreciate it. Now, should we move to Bert Kreischer? Yes, yes. Uh, the, uh, the Army Major sent in a song about him. Here we go! Who's the fat man with his shirt off? That's Bert. That's Bert. Who's the fat man who's a public alcoholic? That's Bert. That's Bert. A true jackaloo. Yes. It's nice to have an Ojeda presence on this show again. I've missed him. It's 24. He's got to be back in our lives, baby. He's on fire. He's on fire right now. That's right. Uh, are you a Bert Kreischer fan, Austin? Um, you know, I'm, I liked him more as a person than his comedy. Um, yeah. But... Uh, I'm a big I'm a big Tom Segura fan, so like uh, you know, if you like Tom, you kind of have to just deal with Bert, which <laughs> well, you know. It's interesting you say that because Tom was actually the inspiration for this segment because on the aforementioned "Who are these socials?" the other day, mm -hmm. uh, Carl played me a clip from Tom's social media, and Segura's in this weird place where he's he's got some inner conflict going on where he will bash the poors as he calls them like poor people. yeah and which is kind of that, that's been a bit of his for a long time but it's taken a weird turn and it's kind my, of a tosh point oh it's kind of daniel tosh kind of uh i think is the best at this you know kind of yeah and he tosh kind of rips on does it more i guess he rips on rich people which is hilarious because daniel tosh has been rich for over a decade well, what's weird with Segura's bit about it is like he seems to think people are mad at him be strictly because he's shitting on poor people. 
which I don't think that's true. I think the reason his audience is kind of annoyed at him, uh, or at least a portion of his audience, is because it feels very out of touch. It's not that Tom has bits about being rich or other people being poor or whatever. It's that they will go on for 20 minutes about the new watch Tom got, the new yeah. car Tom got, them flying private, whatever, and there are no jokes about it. So people are like, this is not only an unrelatable story, but you're not making it funny or interesting. You're kind of just bragging. Just bragging, there yeah. There doesn't seem to be a point to it. So Carl showed me a video that was kind of in line with that same theme. And that inspired me to see what Bert Kreischer was up to. Because uh, I actually, I, I like Kreischer more than a lot of people. I shouldn't say a lot of people. The guy sells out uh, baseball stadiums. So he's doing all right. Yeah. But, but people on the internet, I guess I'm referring to. Uh, right. Like, I'm sure we'll get a lot of comments on this video talking shit about Bert. But I genuinely like him. And he seemed, like I you love, said, I Austin. Like, I, I just, I just, you know. I like his personality. Like they call him the Jimmy yeah. Buffett of comedy, which I think is an accurate That's representation. Accurate. It's not a, it's not a thinking man's comedy, but it's, no. it can be fun. Like he's a relatable guy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I watch a special that he puts out, but I'm not going to be like, wow, there again, besides the machine, what, what joke of Bert's are you like, Oh, this, this is Bert. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be I mean, a he's got... special where there's commentary that you're really thinking about after, you know, no, or like a, you know, a Segura or a Jesselnik or like where their jokes are like, you know, you can right. name five jokes in the special. Just, But I've never had a problem with Kreischer. Maybe I'm starting to, or I'm starting to worry about him as a fan of his because mm -hmm. he might be getting dragged down the same road that Tom is going down. So uh, you could tell by the way I titled this video, it's something to do with his uh, self-help stuff because a lot of the videos I found were, hey, Bert's losing weight, getting into shape, bettering his life. Great for him, not necessarily a great recipe for comedy. So no. I wanted to check out some of his Instagram posts recently and see what you guys thought about him. Yes, I have four here, Mike. Which one do you want to go with? I got 5K, The Machine, Humanitarian, and What a Year. Um, Let's start with The Machine because it's him talking about the nickname that he has. And this is someone who's putting, I think, too much weight on his success. Like, he's focused. He thinks the story of his success is what attracts people to him. And it's not. It's his personality. It's his sense of humor. It's things like that. It's not like, wow, Bert lost a lot of weight. I want to be a fan of his comedy now. But mm -hmm. this is an interesting angle on what he thinks um, his new career trajectory is. My dad told me, I don't know if it's true or not, I love pressure. And when I realized I have one show to get this special, I have to have, be flawless. I have to be flawless in everything i remember leanne just very casually going well you put yourself here because you love pressure mm. and then my buddy tony hernandez said huh, fuck it you're the machine and i went and i i'll get emotional talking about it but i shut off and was like yeah this is what i fucking love yeah this is okay. <laughs> this is this is something like stuttering john does that really annoys me when you get emotional talking about your own greatness <laughs> yes oh it's so gross <laughs> I was thinking to myself, boy, I've accomplished a lot of great things, and I'm getting a little choked up thinking about them. <laughs> like, you're supposed to do that for others, you know? Yeah. Maybe your relationship with someone, how someone inspired you to be great. Not thinking like, boy, I'm so driven. You know how driven I am? It's making me cry thinking about it. 
enough oh, to yeah. bring myself to tears. <laughs> you, see, you, see, you see a lot of this in the coach world where coaches are talking about their coaching history and they're crying about their own life. It's really right. ridiculous. But it, like, again, if that's, you know, if it's Dick Vermeil talking about how great it is to watch, you know, Kurt Warner's journey or something like that, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with a little bit because you're kind of thinking about how you helped this person or how this person helped you, whatever. When it's solely like, boy, I and I alone have done a lot. <laughs> That's a weird <laughs> moment to choke yourself up on. Even if it's true, I'm not saying it's not true. I think Burt Kreischer is an incredibly hardworking guy. Look at what he's done. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't make you well up when you think about how great you are. <laughs> Every time you bring it up in an interview, it shouldn't make you cry. This isn't the new trend in podcasting I'm noticing, Austin. And as you're a young comedian, so I'm going to I'm going to lecture you here. Don't do this. Let's hear it. Uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Po I cry in podcasts, private, man, like you're supposed the, to the, do. Something that happened a lot in podcasting, and I was uh, uh, guilty of this, was making the same points about cancel culture over and over again. That became a thing where you could turn on, you know, I could name 50 podcasts that you could turn on particularly Rogan in that world where they're mm -hmm. making the same points about cancel culture and how you can't say anything anymore and all that. And I got hooked into that a little bit. What I'm noticing now, a trend in comedy with guys like Kreischer and Segura talking about how far they come, how far they've come and how hard they work. And that is something that's not particularly interesting to the audience. Like I'm not a working class man, so I can't relate to this, but I'm just imagining someone that uh, throws two bears, one cave on as they're fucking, you know, roofing in the summer or putting up drywall or something. And they're mm -hmm. listening to Tom and Bert talk, pontificate about how hard they work. And oh man, the struggle when I was coming up playing the funny bones and all that horse shit. It's like, yeah, you, you guys have worked very hard, but not as hard as the majority of the people listening. Like if that's not a unique thing to have to work hard to achieve your goals. That's not solely unique to Bert Kreischer. And that's, I think what frustrates a lot of people. Yeah. Like any, any comic at, uh, especially at my stage hearing them talk about hard work. Like, I mean, I'm sure they ha have worked harder and anything that I can ever imagine, but like, sure. dude, just like you said, it's roofing in the summer is hard work. Right. This, this is fun. This is what we get but to do. Even for... like, like Austin as a young comic, if everyone, if someday everyone knows the name Austin Ingalls, undoubtedly you'll have to work hard for that, but that's not, yeah. that's not unusual or unique. No, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, that's just what you have to do to get there. Yeah. Uh, I can't, I can't remember who the quote was, but they said, you got to work hard to get it and work even harder to maintain it. I think Dr. Dre maybe, but I mean, it does seem like a, him. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a perfect, it's a perfect analogy. All right. Let's finish. Uh, let's hear or talk about how hard he's worked. Yes, and it appears that everyone wants to be a dues payer. Yes. <laughs> yes, you gotta but pay your dues, that is true. Yes, yeah. it's a popular term right now. Yeah. In this situation, this is where I thrive. I thrive when the net's been removed, that's when I focus in. And then, and that weird comfort of, you're the machine. It's the fucking greatest nickname I accidentally gave myself drunk in Russia. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I'm, you know, when my back's against the wall, that's when I really thrive. It just seems like self-help, like, you know, Gary V, Tony Robbins bullshit. And mm -hmm. that's the, that's the death of comedy. And that's what I'm that's like. The jo it's the Jocko thing again, you know? Yeah. Like they, all, it's, they all are just too deep into that shit. Yeah. That's where Rogan, Rogan's done a lot of great things for comics. That's where he's done people a disservice is 
getting yeah. them to smell their own shit far too much you know and like there i'm sure there'll be comments on this like anytime we talk about matt rife or one of these guys like uh there'll be comments like oh you're just jealous or whatever and i'm sure there'll be some of that talking about burton tom no yeah. i'm a fan of these guys like it's love, cool to watch them. them i love tom and burt love them it's cool to watch them succeed and grow like I was a, there's a lot of guys now, uh, Gillis, Tim Dillon, Sam Marill, Mark Norman, Joe List, that are very successful right now. That like I listened to their podcast when I was probably one of a couple thousand people listening, yeah, and awesome. now they're you know some of the biggest stars in comedy. So yeah. like that's cool to watch. Same with Bert and Tom. It wasn't that long ago that they were relatively nobodies, and now they're massive. But you don't have to beat us. Over. That doesn't need to be your only content is reminding us that you were once nothing and now you're something like there can be more, I guess, is my point. Yeah. Yeah. Ten years ago. No, it was probably uh, late 2012 um, in Peoria, Illinois. With Tom Segura was at the Jukebox Comedy Club where I started comedy. So, like, yeah, it's not that far off, you know, that time window. Yeah. It's like, hey, man, don't don't forget you were at this shitty comedy club. Right. So. Well, you know what's interesting, though, Austin, in that time, you probably have laughed a lot, but I don't want to get you choked up. He's worked really hard since then. So that's something <laughs> you should take into consideration. He's paid his dues. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, would you like... Uh, can we, we hear about five... this 5K now, Hackrod? Yes. Oh, this so is... this is something... This is, again, something that was rooted in funny. I, I did see one clip. So Bert and Tom are putting on a 5K. I think it's happening yep. soon, right? Yeah, they got if a lot of... This... Uh... They got a lot of comics. Yeah, so I that. saw it's very funny because they were like, hey, it'd be hilarious if we got like Tim Dillon and Stavros Halkius and guys Louis that are completely out of shape. Yeah, yeah. To, get, to get in shape and run a 5K. Like, that would be cool. That's a funny idea. That's where comedy comes in. Mm -hmm. But these guys, again, when you're talking about smelling their own shit, they've gotten, they've taken it a little too seriously, I think. Like, I would say keep it funny, but this is the angle that Bert has taken. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Bert Kreiser, the machine, and I have stripped down the process. I'm monitoring what I eat, what I drink, and I'm working out no matter where I am with whatever the Lord gives me because I am getting ready for the 2024 Tops Off World Tour. Better, faster, stronger, and way funnier. I'll see you on the road starting in Arizona and again in Austin. Rogan? Oh my god. Drink it. Holy in. shit. Oh, wait, uh, there goes our monetization. <laughs> we are staring at Bert's ass. Blind Mike, Oops. you understand this. <laughs> <laughs> well, get it off the screen. <laughs> uh, it's, it's actually not as bad as I thought. All right, here we go. All right, here. at least it ends hilariously. But <laughs> but my point, like, the, the music involved and the, mm -hmm. like, Hey guys, you know what you should be excited about for my world tour is that now I'm in shape. Isn't that funny? Yeah, <laughs> like know, the, staring the at fat a fat fuck that ripped his shirt off. Now he's got a yeah. six pack. <laughs> Jack's Very relatable. Heard, Jack, uh, Bert's always been like fat Jack. It's weird. He's always had like a almost a. It doesn't look terrible. His body. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got a good. He's got a good gut, and I think that's probably the yeah, drink. That's what it is. He doesn't seem like a crazy overeater. I think if you get fat solely from drinking, yep. you've got a decent shape to you. Yep. That's yeah, the way to go. That's blow. the way to get fat, guys. You know? <laughs> Triggers. <laughs> That's unkind. He's on Ozempic. All right, we have two left here. We have the uh, humanitarian and what a year. 
Uh, you know what? Let's do uh, what a year because humanitarian might be a good one to end on, where it's just <laughs> like douchey. Oh. But yeah, let's let's hear what a. This is again like what's what's funny about it? Like even in the video, I get he shows his ass or whatever. That's the big reveal. But the substance of the video is very like, look at what I've here. I sit on the mountaintop. Won't you join me? <laughs> And that's I don't know what, why he thinks him being naked is so like provocative and edgy at this like at this buddy, point, you, yeah. Diminishing returns, I think. Get on Instagram, I can see any half naked chick in the world. Right. I mean oh, by the way, Hackrod, are we gonna get taken down for showing his ass? I don't think so. That, I looks, think that looks like a shoulder. You could argue that's a shoulder. I, after the after the episode I'll I'll edit it out. All right. That's all that matters. As long as we don't get taken, I don't mind if we get demonetized, but yeah, no, no, we're all good. Uh, so here be, be careful. This one's scary. Can I get a drum roll? Please. Perfect. 2022 was possibly the best year of my entire life. I started the Top Top World Tour in arenas. Then we went to Europe where I brought the Barstool guys to Amsterdam where we celebrated Winston Churchill Day. I'll be doing that this year in Austin on the 24th. I'll see you there. I came home. My special Razzle Dazzle dropped on Netflix. I then went to Australia, New Zealand, came home again. And my major motion picture, The Machine, dropped in movie theaters. Then hit Netflix where it streamed number one for almost a month. We did fully loaded. 18 cities, 32 comics. I was 275 pounds, but I lost 45 fucking pounds, motherfuckers. Then we hit Red Rock. Fully loaded to see where we broke records for gambling and for drinking Granite Vodka on the first what? And then Top Top World Tour closed out in arenas. We pick up again January 18th in Tucson. Then Tom and I are the Super Bowl where we have a big surprise to share with you. Then I tour this material until July where I shoot my special for Netflix. And then I take a break. I've been touring straight for 19 years. I've earned it. Catch me if you can, motherfuckers. God damn it. You know, like, we, we did an episode of Why You Laughing about uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw that debuted in theaters but what is much funnier is when eddie murphy talked about the box office success of that film that's really that's what got a lot of people howling is when you yeah. talk about the numbers and how successful when you brag things about were. it yeah that, that he ends it with something i just hate that i'm hearing a lot in podcasting is how like i deserve a break like i've been working so hard i deserve a break good mm -hmm. good for you and like if you're promoting things and being like jesus i got a lot coming up that's totally fine. But when you're just making a video to promote a break you're taking, <laughs> like that's where these guys have lost touch with their audience. It's and not a thing like that... The, they're like Go the ahead, girls Austin. on social media that uh, yes. they're like, hey, I'm taking a break from, from Facebook for a while. And then like two weeks later, they're back on. And it's like, right. uh, nobody, nobody missed you. Nobody acknowledged your break. Just... That's a good. That's a good point. There's an element of like, yeah, are you guys gonna be sad that I'm gone? Are you guys for gonna be while? sad that I'm gone? Are you gonna miss me? Are you gonna acknowledge me? Like, guys, I think try to want. make it through this, but you may yeah. not see me for a while. It's like a thoughts like, and prayers thing. Again, like Louis C.K. took a year off of stand-up, and he talked about it on Rogan, but he didn't make an Instagram video where he's like, "Guys, I've been through the ringer." I mean, they, guys, do you know they that tried to cancel me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, and what's our last one, Hackride? Oh, we have humanitarian. This one yes. is ridiculous. This like what's what's bothering me is like I'm a, I like Bird Crusher, and yet I think me and Carl have played sim similar videos about like John Sirisani, and that's what worries me is he's going down a John Sirisani road, which is a road that no one should be on. <laughs> what you doing, brother? No, I, I wanted to thank you for donating to Habitat for Humanity for the fourth house based on the bucks. So I appreciate that. 
brother. You do not have to say that. That is, it is, it, I got. You, you don't have to say it. You put a camera in his face, Bert. <laughs> you don't have to say it, but let's record it. It's a four camera shoot on both ends. Don't say yeah. it. Oh, oh, you didn't have to say that. I thought we were going to talk about the fucking Rams in the playoffs. I didn't know. I had no idea. You were going to talk about what a great guy I am, you silly goose. Now the swinging boom shot. <laughs> and then they're making a house, I guess. Oh, That's what's going on here. Oh, it's so, it, hey, but it's so embarrassing that you brought that up. I, I, I hope my team doesn't post it on Instagram. That's how embarrassed I am by it. Uh, I'm trying to see what Bert did here. He's not even doing anything with the house. He just yeah, called the guy and... No, he just, what do he do? He doesn't have a, does he have a hard hat on or anything? No, these are the players. The players are building the house. And Bert's standing out front of it with his shirt off. That's what Bert did. He's, yeah. the, he's, the, he's the foreman. Oh, it's Segura. Tommy. They just show up, cut the ribbon, and get out of town. It's us. It's about the community. It's about changing somebody's lives and uh, making the world a better place, ultimately. They're going to cut now, you in a half a year. You know what's funny is... It would be so easy to make this a funny video because right away you pointed out like Bert's not doing anything. There's the Nothing. angle. There's the angle is you have this over the top. Thank you so much for, you know, doing everything for this house and then showing Bert do nothing. Like that's the, that's the comedic angle where you can fucking give this guy a house and have people praise you for being a great guy, but also get comedy out of it. Instead, they just settled for like, look at what great guys we are. Isn't that cool? Yeah, they give didn't do a... any any comedy oh. whatsoever in that. No, that's what's no, you, frustrating. You give him a bullhorn, you got a whole bit right there. He's bossing around the players. Uh, that's that's the bit. Right, make it clear that he's doing literally nothing other than giving them money. You know, like yeah. that's that's what makes it funny. But instead, it's Bert being like, "Who, oh, little old me? Oh, please, <laughs> you didn't have to thank me. I didn't." invite you here specifically to make this video i feel like they've given bird a blowhorn before and they're like yeah we can't do that again dude <laughs> was that was that the end of it Hack Red, or is there any more? That, that, no, that's the end of it we're, we're getting into some music stuff so i'm cutting them off a little short just so you know right. we... yeah so that, that's is like i still i still enjoy bert and like i said mm -hmm. the the beginning of that bit with the 5k where they're getting people like stavros to try and do it like that's funny that's yeah. why they're focused on comedy but then it kind of evolves into this thing of like i guys i've bettered myself and so can you it's so funny that we listened to shab and callen bring up jocko willick because to your point austin it was more the same in these videos where these guys mm -hmm. just are so so inspired by their own story you know like that's what's weird is like I've never, I, I'm trying to think of an example of someone I've heard with an inspirational tale that actually comes out and says like, and you know, by the way, like, who's my biggest hero? It's me, actually. I'm very, I'm inspired by, by what I did. And that gets mm -hmm. me up in the morning. <laughs> There's only one man I would accept that from, and that's Sully Solenberger. If he was like, yep, I'm the man, I'd be like, yep, yeah, you landed a plane on a river. You're the man. Sure, I guess. <laughs> Sully reference, I know that was coming. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, it's topical, Austin. You know, that's how that we keep it fresh here. <laughs> yes. uh, speaking of fresh, we got some fresh super chats. Uh, DJ Electro, would you like to come up and read them? If she's still awake. If not, then I, I, I will get to it. DJ Electro, are you awake? All right, let me do this one here. We have a new member. Uh, B E, a B. B A B adult star is a new member. 
Oh, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. All right. You're too late, Electrify. <laughs> oh, right, got, dang. Got a few left. Go ahead and read them for us, Electrify, with that beautiful voice of yours. You did a great job in the intro, by the way. Oh, thank you. I didn't know you were going to po post all my uh, practice, but thanks for doing that. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it was like my warm-up. Come on. You're not supposed Man. to publicly. I like to think she just says that around the house. You're just repeating my name over and over again. I do, Oof. every day. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So Dennis in East Boston for four ninety nine, Mike. When you're on KMS again, you guys should try to have Glassbeagle. Did I say that right? Yes, Glassbeagle. Ryan Glassbeagle, I think. Glassbeagle on to discuss his New York Post article of the Crafts and their stupid firing of Bill. Oh, maybe I'll bring that up. I, there seems to be more pressing news because breaking right before the show started, I saw Andrew Augustus out. Oh, to, uh, Mr. Minahan. So we'll see. I assume that'll be big news tomorrow. All right. That's, that's a hack writer. I know you're a Gus fan, hack writer. No, he's a hack writer. We, that, soldier we, on. <laughs> yes, we have a whole monetized channel over here, Augustus. Yeah. Back that U-Haul on up, baby. We like weird. You, you found a home. You found a home, weirdo. He's definitely weird. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's too bad. Did they keep the other guy, though? Coleman's still there, yes, as far as I know. Oh, so they kept the boring and let and, and got rid of the Baba Booey. What are they doing? Pipe down, will you? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was on mute. All right. Is there any more DJ Electric? Yes, there are. Dang Lizard for five pounds says, Am I the only one that thinks Bert Kreischer always sounds like he's talking with a D in his T? Well, the D in his know, throat. <laughs> a lot of people a lot of people suggest that, but he's a happily married man. And another one from Dang Lizard another five pounds oh man i'm purely inspired by blind mike pretending to be blind for years with zero payoff that takes conviction <laughs> yes i'm the fez watley of this generation <laughs> you're the dg you just have no you have no off ramp you're just on the ride you don't know how to get off <laughs> that's the most hurtful thing you've ever said <laughs> i'm sorry dg <laughs> austin Engels is that guy is like, still oh. around he's the worst yes i just talked to him for like three hours the other night Oh God, poor bastard! Yeah, uh, yeah. And no remember, comment. guys, you can, you too, can become a YouTube member if you're watching live. Feel free to join, uh, or get gifted memberships. I don't really know how that join works. Join and subscribe. You can do it. Thank you, Austin. Yes, and well, follow Austin want... for God's sake. Yes, follow Austin. Um, and also, uh, turn on your allow gifted mem memberships. Uh, it's in your settings, and then some nice person will come along and buy some memberships, and you'll get one. That's how it happens. Um, by the way, I didn't warn you of this, Austin, because I didn't get to talk to you before the show. We do long episodes, so you're welcome to stay. If you have to go at any point, just let me know. But, but oh, you're good. I got a, I got, I got a little time left. I'm actually okay. uh, heading to Austin, Texas today, bearing if I make it to the airport. Um, Iowa got a shit ton of snow, so. So you're fleeing. I'm fleeing, and then I'm going to Austin, where it's going to be like 40 degrees, so I can't even get oh. away from. This Imagine weather. the the fun they'll have with you in Austin. Imagine uh, Austin and Austin, yes. man. Uh, Austin Finally, Cruz. adding the Ingles to Austin. <laughs> the this is the third time I'll be there. The you're not going to believe it. the The second time I went, every mic I went to, someone's like, "Oh, Austin and Austin." Like, <laughs> I, am I the only guy named Austin in this fucking town? I don't think so. Yeah, that's what a hack I am. Yeah, no, I don't need to say that to you. No, I love it. I love it. You should, you should uh, tell them your name is El Paso. See what they say. All right, enough of this. Heyo. Uh, hack should, oh, Before I have some uh, some stand up, I want to. I'm dying to play that we haven't touched no. on in a couple weeks. But first, I want to talk about uh, Tony Hinchcliffe a little bit because the last time you were on Hack Ride, uh, 
we played um, Daniel Tosh talking about cancel culture. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a, a jingle you want to play? Oh, yes. Uh, here we go. Have you seen Tony Hinchcliffe lately? Man, that guy's got a face that's oh so long. He could use it as a surfboard, maybe. Dude, his face is just way too strong. Tony's got a long face. It's a mile wide. When he smiles, it stretches on for miles. I don't mean to laugh, but it's hard to hide when Tony's face is longer than the Nile. Hey, oh. <laughs> well, right. That one was a banger. Thank you. That's what we produce here, Austin. Is solely <laughs> bangers. Um, so last time you were on Hack Ride, we talked about Daniel Tosh talking about cancel culture. And I thought I we disagreed with him, but do you remember me saying like there's there's a point to what he's saying? I get what he's trying to say with cancel culture not affecting comedians. Yes. I think Tony um articulated it better. I found uh, this is from Too Lazy to Try. Uh, his YouTube channel, he covered this. And I found this clip to be interesting. I think this is a better way of saying what Daniel Tosh was trying to say. Because I would say this is more accurate, probably. When I went up four or five days after that incident for the first time ever, the boom was crazier than ever. And I'm like, oh, okay. Talking about Peng I just don't think you can get canceled mm. for a joke. You know, I've noticed that anyone who gets canceled for a joke in trouble for a joke uh if they're funny it accelerates their career a hundredfold this happened to shane gillis yeah with, with saturday night live yeah and you look at that mistake but now he's bigger than saturday night live would have ever made him exactly in fact he might be bigger than saturday night live period he might have I more think... people watching him and paying him and then and, and seeing him live. i don't think i don't think he might by the way i think that's unquestionable yeah I think if you added up the careers of everyone on Saturday Night, like, you know, Bo and Yang and Mikey Day. I don't know who the biggest person on Saturday Night Live even is right now. Like, Keenan still, honestly, probably, I guess, right? yeah. And it's if like you added up all their, season, I think. If you added up all their ticket sales, I think Shane dwarfs that. Like, here in Boston, Gillis is playing the Wang Theater, which I think is like a 3,000-seat venue. Jesus. I think if you had Saturday Night Live, I don't know if they could – fill that room if they did some sort of live show there no yeah gillis is the i would i w it's hard to argue that he's not at least top three biggest acts right now or and i i believe he's the funniest but yeah he's definitely up there yeah. as far as ticket sales yep the entire show's cast i don't think there's anybody there i think if you combine the entire cast and looked at their ticket sales i don't think they are anywhere near what he's doing go. i mean he's an absolute monster and more important <laughs> I, I i i i'm sure he i stole that from tony i must have heard yeah. him say it and it implanted in my brain <laughs> i'm like hey, guys here's a, th a thought i had <laughs> so if you try to if they try same thing happened with ari shafir another great comedian these people are thriving including myself if if it's not right if it's for a joke you're only going to help the person and during the the few days like i said yeah i was stressed then because i didn't see it so clearly so i think and thank you for uh too lazy to try for pointing that out i think that's a much better way of saying what daniel tosh was trying to say because my argument against uh tosh's comments tosh was basically saying cancel culture is a good thing because that's how we evolve and my point to that was we have no idea and i was just listening to an interview where uh i for the all in the family episode i did i was listening to a bunch of norman lear interviews and he basically said 
um, I'll never know the episodes of uh, All in the Family or any other any of his other TV shows. I'll never the, know the episodes that I was afraid to write or you know never came to my mind because of censorship. Essentially, like knowing these things would never get on TV. I'll never know what thoughts I've just discarded because they wouldn't get on the air, basically. So I think that goes for a lot of the backlash for that comedians get. It means guys like Austin maybe would be afraid to try certain jokes or whatever. Like I, I just think that's natural. If you're at mm-hmm. um, a lower level in comedy, you're not going to take as many risks when you see more successful guys get shit for it. So I think that's the effect that it has. But I think Tony's point is much better than Tasha's in the sense that if you are as funny as someone like Shane or Tony Hinchcliffe, then that actually benefits you because it gets you, uh, it gets your gets name you out eyes. to an, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Chad Daniels had a joke in uh, his most recent special where he's like, uh, cancel as a comedian getting canceled, uh, doesn't end your career. It just changes your audience. Like, yeah. Now you might have some people that wouldn't have checked you out before, but it's which it's is, not which a, is kind of what sentence. you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't like like he was saying. Uh, I don't know if I heard the Tosh, um, his comment on it. I, I feel like I did, but um, yeah, this the whole cancel culture and you hear it a lot. Open micers, which is the, the funniest thing. They're like, Oh, I'm going to get canceled saying this. Well, first of all, you have to get something started to get it canceled. Right. No one knows who you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one knows who you are. But like you said, uh, it brings someone like me. It makes me make someone not want to take a risk. I see a lot of that. in comedy. Right. it's like, and I'm, and even though like, I'm sure you do take risks or whatever, but I imagine oh, what, there's I, all... I, I do dark humor. So yeah, sure. But I imagine there's things that you, subconsciously don't even know that you've filtered within yourself because the, you know, the line has moved over the years. Like mm-hmm. you kind of know, Oh, well I shouldn't joke about this. This will get a, a ton of shit. If this ever gets out, whatever. Um, right. So it causes you to try less things, but I think Tony's point is a good one. And the reason I like that clip is I do think we're on the other side of, and that's why I'm glad I stopped focusing on a lot of the cancel culture stuff. Cause I think we're kind of finally on the other side of that where I agree. people don't, People don't give as much of a fuck. Like we have this, um, what's this Matt Reif article, uh, Hack Ride? Oh, yes. Let me uh, grab that real quick. Um, Where uh, he's uh, he's still getting shit, but like, it's just people on TikTok bitching about it. Does not, it doesn't affect his career at all. And I think no. for a while it did. Like, I, I don't think that's totally true where like, it was only a benefit if you got canceled. That's really not true. People lost jobs. So no matter what, like if your career is better afterwards, like I think Shane Gillis would say like losing SNL was not an opportunity. He might be bigger now because of it, but like, what if he wound up being the greatest Saturday night live cast member of all time? He still Mm -hmm. lost an opportunity that he should have had because people got up in arms about something he said. Oh yes. Okay. Okay. Can I read this? This is great. I love it. Waiting all morning for this. All right. Matt Reif, controversial comedian, pushes for return of offensive word retard at per show. American comedian Matt Reif. Kirk Minahan has already done this. I think he brought the word back. And it's back, baby. The word is so back, dude. You can just float it around as freely as you want now, I think. This is like oxygen in the dabbleverse. That's right. American comedian Matt Reif has kicked off his world tour. 
all guns blazing, with the joke vouching for the return of the word retard after facing backlash over a domestic violence scandal on his Netflix special. During the opening night of his problematic world tour, the 28, he's only 28, my God, uh, dives is back tour, into- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Is his tour called Problematic? It is called Problematic. problematic. Uh, so, Matt. Yes, Matt. Because his name is Matt Rife. <laughs> yes, it's a pun. I like it and I hate it at the same time. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the, the, I think this speaks to what Tony is talking about, where now someone like Matt Rife, who I don't believe is edgy, like no, I, I think he's like trying to be an edge lord, and he's not that. That joke, but, that domestic abuse joke, uh, you could tell he was trying to be edgy. And he, even after the joke, he did that little stupid toe line thing where he's like, "Oh, toeing the line, toeing the line." Right, like, dude, that's he, not an edgy joke at all. Even that, it's like a street joke. It was a it's like horrible nineteen thirty street joke. Like, exactly. Like, what do you tell? Uh, what do you tell a woman that has uh, two black eyes? Nothing. You already told her twice. It was that level yeah. of joke. Yeah, that's just right. been around uh, forever. Jessica like, had that joke. <laughs> Jessica had that joke on his first special. Like, uh, uh, my sister's cooking gotten better. I think my husband's been beating her. Or, or I don't have proof that my that her husband's been beating her, but her cooking's gotten a lot better. Like that joke right there. Right. Yeah. So. I mean, like it, it's not that this was crazy thing. That was 2010 or something. You know, that was yeah. over fucking 14 years ago. But I think, like, to kind of back up Tony Hinchcliffe's point, now comedian, like, it's a good thing. This is branding for Matt Reif to be like, hey, am I going to get canceled, guys? Are people going to come after me? And yeah. they're giving him what he wants by writing these articles about it. You see with Chappelle, where, like, they, they tried this time. Like, I saw some articles attempting to be like Dave Chappelle's special, huh, guys? A little offense. Uh, he mentions trans people again, and mm-hmm. this time, like, no one took the bait. Everyone was just like, "Fuck off! Let him do what he wants." Yeah, let him, let him make a joke. Although, uh, did you like Chappelle's new special? I liked that. Like, I, I think it's nowhere near like killing them softly. No, no. But it's it. it I liked that he wasn't taking himself as seriously as he has in the last mm-hmm. few. I just, uh, I loved the, I loved it up until that last joke. You could just tell that he was going, the punchline was going to be about a trans guy from a mile away. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's where it's like, all right, Dave, we got it. You know, we got the, we got the trans yeah. thing. Yeah. But I will say that, that another thing about his special is like, I was amazed when he's like, all right, I have one more story. I was like, holy shit, this flew by. Yeah. Like it, yeah it, it was go, very quick. It, it was very fast for an hour special. And yeah. like, just, if he actually comes out with another Chappelle show, that's going to be the biggest thing. That would be, ma- but I would worry with that. It's like you had what some people consider the greatest sketch of all time. Why yep. would you ruin that legacy? Like, there's a chance it's not as good. You know, yeah, we've all so? we've all seen Arrested Development four seasons. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, right. I just feel like <sighs> he could at this. He could get any writer, any anybody he wanted. You know. I but just, you know what, Chappelle's it could, problem it could go to me. Either way. Chappelle's problem to me is like he started calling himself the goat, and he wears a C on his chest and all that. <laughs> like I don't know that he has the same instincts that he had when he was writing that show originally. Right. You know, that's what we're worried about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The better of the Brendan brothers. Let's just put it that way. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Let me finish reading this, Mike, because we're getting oh, into please. some uh, gaming language here. Yeah. All right. So. During the opening night of his problematic world tour, the 28-year-old dived back into his repertoire of controversial comedy in front of a sold-out crowd. 
This time, the Los Angeles-based comic launched his set with two cautious jokes about the terms retard and faggot. The jokes were both a hit with a somewhat intoxicated, mostly millennial, I mean, they're Australians, of course they're intoxicated, mostly millennial crowd with the comedian was testing his brand new show on. Quote, I think that we start with something that's been a little heavy on my heart recently. I really want to, I really want the word retarded back, he said. It's a derogatory term associated with someone with special needs, mentally handicapped or mentally retarded, right? Now, whenever you refer to somebody with special needs, you're mentally handicapped. That's what you say. Nobody even says mentally retarded anymore. So theoretically, it's like retarded. Seinfeld doing a bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. They're not even retarded. It's on the table. <laughs> Retard's on the table. But here's here's what Matt's like, going to do now. Here's where I like Matt Rife and I hate him at the same time. <laughs> like I like what he's trying to do, but I just don't think he's that guy. Where it's no, he's I dipping see where it, he's going. Yeah, he's dipping his toe into the edge lord world. But it seems like even this is kind of late, where he's like, hey, you know, I'd like to bring... It's like, I've heard people say, I want to bring the word... Re I said, Kirk has said it before. Like, that, that people have talked about that before, and Matt's kind of late stumbling into this, because it's not genuinely who he is. I don't think he's at the forefront of this stuff. Whereas someone like Chappelle is, because that's genuinely what's on his mind. Matt's, like, shoehorning it into, into his act. Oh, it's, God, and, it's, and once, it's so Yeah, bad. it's very forceful and... Once again, it's just like that domestic abuse show. If the joke would have been good, we wouldn't have been hearing about this. Yeah. Um, and so, I'll, and like, I'll just also be fair to Matt and say we are reading this. Like, I don't think that's fair to comedy to read yeah. a transcript of it. But so, yeah, oh, well, I'm yeah, reading it very read, well, though. A joke of mine, you'd you be are. like, this guy's insane. Right, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it, let, me, let me just finish with, he says, he reflected on the Black Eyed Peas 2003 hit song, Let's Get Retarded, and he said, it's one of those words you really shouldn't use unless you are directly associated with it, which I get in respect. Now we'll never have another song like that. It's, so I don't understand. It's, See, that, and this is so what is I'm saying. He's dipping, his, song? he's dipping his toe in where it's like he wants to be, he wants to say the word retarded on stage yeah but then he also kind of wants the people that are like yeah but matt gets it you know like he understands that you're not allowed to say those things and when it's genuine that works because i remember before he got canceled people would like liberals like super progressive people would write articles and say this on podcasts they would say the one guy who's allowed to make a rape joke is louis ck because he handles it well and the reason he had that reputation is because it was genuine to Louie. Mm -hmm. Matt is shoehorning himself into that role. Like he wants to be that guy now. I think he wants to be what I, I wouldn't be surprised in a couple of years if you hear if you see Matt have like an end to his special where it is some Chappelle like or Carlin like life lesson, you know? Yeah, like, I think he wants to be that guy. And even in the end, at the end, did you watch his uh, most recent Netflix special, uh, Austin? The Natural Selection. Yeah, yeah. I tried to get through it. I couldn't. Uh, I I made it about halfway through. Well, since you didn't make it to the end, I'll let you in on. Uh, but I did the, see the clips of the where he yeah. did the mic mic drop. Yeah, the that's, ironic mic drop. That's tough. Where it's like, and <laughs> yeah, I the the example I always use is uh it reminded me so much of carlos mencia the end of his comedy central special where he goes but sometimes man and then he just walks off the stage and you're supposed to think like wow that's deep like you know yeah. he made us laugh but now he's making us think it's a ending 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, what cut it was. to black. <laughs> yeah. All right, can I? All can right. I? Would you like to hear how he finished his set? Then we'll get out of this. Okay. He said, yeah, uh, right. uh, "We could get this word back by 2025, I believe. It's going to take all of us, Perth." And then he goes into a controversial closing where he says, "Okay, let's work together. Let's save these words we love. I'd suck a dick to get faggot back." No disrespect. No disrespect. Sucking someone's dick is actually the most retarded thing you could do to someone. Hey oh All right. I'm in, I you know what? This is what Matt Rife's winning me back. I'm in. Yes. And then the final line <laughs> oh, is no, uh, blind Mike. The final line here is great. Addressing rumors throughout his show, Matt Rife also strongly denied he uses lip filter. Yeah, lip filler. <laughs> Apparently oh, God, that important. was weird. It was. I don't know. Does he not sound like a kid that just learned the F word? Like learn the word fuck and just wants to say fuck all the time it it feels like a lot of that where again it's like louie and um bill burr had like brilliant bits on that word years ago and Mm. matt's is just kind of a you know he had the guts to say it on stage so good for him i guess but like i won't say it on the podcast right now so that so he he does have that but i said it heck i'll I'll let heck right say it no, I, I said know, I, was, I open, was reading. Go to any open mic, you're going to hear dudes trying to do this, and it's like, oh, you're trying to be edgy, but you don't know how to. Like you said, he's yes. trying to get there, but he doesn't know how. Like, yes, he doesn't know how to write an edgy joke. There's no, there's nothing to what Matt is saying where you're like, oh, holy shit, I never thought of it that way. This you know? man like, is that's this, the problem. This man has gotten way too much pussy to be funny in that way. Let's be honest. All <laughs> right. As always, as always here at the Blind Mike Project, we're rooting for Matt Rife. We're trying to guide him in a way because God knows he needs my help, you know? (laughs) Yes. All right. Uh, Do we have some super chats here? Uh, Yes, we have. We have one. All right. Let's go. Yes, we do. This one is from (laughs) Penis 5 Wrinkle 12. I mean, Penis Wrinkle 12. (laughs) You always do that. Penis (laughs) 5. Do you think there should be no line to cross in comedy or it should just be moved back? What happens if there is no line? I can't tell if he's mocking me, but I'll answer the question genuinely. Um, <laughs> I I do think there's something to be said for like, I've heard Pat Oswald say this, and I don't. There's a lot of stuff I don't agree with Pat Oswald on, but his point is basically like, the the line is good for comedy in the sense that you have to figure out a way to get over that line. That mm-hmm. makes people laugh, yes. like, and that that I do think is good. Like, you do need, um, you do need both sides. You need the people saying real crazy shit, <laughs> and you need the people that are pushing back against that. Like, I do think that's good in a way. The problem is just for a long time, and this is what like Tony and Daniel Tosh kind of ignored is people were losing income because of that. And luckily, I think we're kind of at a point where that's certainly not happening as much. I'm sure you can show yeah. me a bunch of cases where it does happen. But it's just not happening as much, which is finally we're we're winning that battle. I think. I would argue that um, the line is this is going to be a very cliche answer, but the line is just <laughs> what the audience that night is feeling. You know what right. I mean? I could do I could do back to back shows, and they could love um, one. This crowd could love an abortion joke, but then the next joke they hate that I make fun of someone in a wheelchair. But then the next crowd will hate the abortion joke, but love the wheelchair joke. So I don't know if there's actually a line. It's just what that audience is. I would say I would call it I would call it uh, limitation. Limitation improves art every time. And what Mike has described trust too. Yes, what Mike described reminds me of Stern on regular radio, right? When they had to describe all the stuff that they were doing in real like PG terms, 
That forced yeah. them to be super funny in how they did it. Some of those shows before Sirius are some of the best ever. When they got all the freedom in the world, they got a Sibian and they had chicks sitting on it. I mean, it got crazy. And it's like, I, like, cause I'm a big uh, Seinfeld and Curb fan, obviously. And I think Curb makes me laugh harder. Yes. Like I, I, I probably enjoy Curb more, but like the idea, like Seinfeld did a masturbation episode without ever saying masturbation or jerking off or anything like that. Like mm-hmm. that to me is more impressive that they were able to do that kind of stuff on NBC than doing it on HBO, you know, obviously. Limitation, I baby. I, Look at I, the- it's all, um, it's all about like uh, the trust too. Like if the reason Matt Rife's audience spazzed out so much is because they trusted him to, you know, they wanted him to do crowd work. They wanted him to do the, I'm going to show yeah. my abs and belt. They and thought shit. he was a sweet, handsome boy. Yeah. They he, didn't realize they he was didn't an expect adult. him to do his, yeah. They didn't <laughs> expect him to be edgy or whatever. So yeah. he, he crossed the line in that way. He didn't, he went against their trust. So I think it's more of a not having a line with the audience, but having their trust is where. Can I, can I point something out here, guys? We, we got Craig out of here. Look at the intellectual conversation we're having. You know, <laughs> you, t- you remove Craig from the situation and we can have an honest to goodness conversation without, you know, throwing in some horrible racial slur or something. Uh, you know? We solved comedy. <laughs> we did. I think I think we brought up a lot of points that no one's ever brought up before, and I think that's good. Now, now we should get to anti-comedy. It's what you know. What's funny about that segment is like, didn't twenty minutes ago I say like, you know, what's real douchey that people do on podcasts is talk about cancel culture. Anyways, here's an article <laughs> on Matt Reif. <laughs> Thirty minutes later, but I gotta say, faggot. It was fun. <laughs> you, you sure did. That you did, and I love to hear it. All right, let's get to some unfunny comedian, Mike. What do you think? Would that be a Mr. G.D. Fenderson? Oh, my God. You're going to torture us with this. All right. Here's an intro. G.D. Fenderson is his name. Making Tom Myers look like Norm is his game. A comic so bad. Our ears are in pain. Setups are laborious. The punchline's insane. Yes. Thank you, Richard. <laughs> Uh, Austin, I can't imagine you're familiar with G.D. Fenderson. Nope, never heard of him. No, I'm so uh, sorry. Are you, are you familiar with Tom Myers? That name sounds more familiar. Okay, Tom Myers is a, uh, an enemy of this program, but a legendary, like, legitimately, you know, I'm sure at open mics or whatever, you've seen plenty of shit comedy. Tom no, Myers is the two, worst. For Tom lifetime, Myers is the worst. For two lifetimes. The worst of the worst. You've never seen anyone as bad as Tom Myers. Uh, or so we thought, until we found his friend, G.D. Fenderson. So They like to last roll time, in groups. Last time, last time we uh, talked about G.D., we started playing, and we got through the first 15 minutes or so, mm-hmm. of his not one, but two-hour comedy special. Have you ever heard of that before, Austin? As someone releasing two hours worth of comedy? Uh, I heard of Chad Daniels doing it, but he's also a good comic. So. One of the greats, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so uh, G.D. Fenderson said, like, hey, I'm going to be innovative. He put out a two-hour comedy special, and he also has Hackride. Keep an eye on this. Do you remember us talking about this last time? Yeah, do I? Yes. Because he has a little, you're going to have to keep an eye. He has little subtitles that add to the jokes. <sighs> yes. So that's what's really fun uh... about this special. So we heard GD talking a lot, a lot 
about his cats at uh, when we left when we left you last. So I figure pick up right where we left off, and this is topical. He's now getting into the NFL, and it's a big playoff weekend here that we uh, are broadcasting on. So I figured it'd be nice to hear GD's take on the NFL. Now keep in mind this special is from uh, I believe the year 2021, if I'm not mistaken, possibly 2020. Um, so GD's talking NFL. Let's see how far we can make it through this this time. God, my God, Austin, you're gonna you're gonna love your work after this. This is amazing. <laughs> I can't wait. Now. This being, uh, what, the 11th, the 10th week of football? I lost track. Actually, I figured it out when I wrote this. It's good to put in your special, I... by the way, your comedy special that's supposed to hold up for years to come. <laughs> yeah, way to date yourself right off the bat. <laughs> so this is week 11 of the NFL season? <laughs> yeah. That Kelsey injury, oh, man. <laughs> I, I think it's the 11th week. I think this is week 11 coming up. You guys all remember now... current Patriot Tom Brady? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good in my fantasy league. I'm kicking ass. Oh. Uh, it's not the regular fantasy football league. No, we, I belong to a fantasy wives football league. Um, we scout the women behind the men because I have no desire to, I don't give a shit about men in tights. It's, so we follow the, the, the women, the what, wives. What a what man's doing. man. Yeah. Now last year I won it all. I, I won it all. And I basically I won it on the backs of Giselle, uh, Giselle or Bunch and Brady, oh. and Jenny <laughs> Rice. GD, hold on a second. GD, maybe learn her name if you're going to weave her into the app. Yeah. This it's is a special. GD has the roughest delivery where literally he's like, he'll just stop himself and go, um, uh. and I've, I've never heard an um in a comedy special in all my days. That's pretty <laughs> impressive. This is where GD is innovative, I think. They carried me to the championships last year. But this year we have a new rule. We can have, now we can have mistresses and baby's mamas at it just right. So we have wives, mistresses, and baby's mamas. He's not set this up. What does he mean, we have? Like, <laughs> how has Giselle gotten him to the championship? This whole bit is confusing. I don't understand where he's even at with it at this point. Like, what the right. fuck is he talking about? Yeah. So he scouts the wives and girlfriends of NFL players. To what end? Like, what? what's the point system? What? What is this fantasy league you're talking about? And how many famous wives are there besides Giselle and fucking... And uh, now you'd have, like, Patrick Taylor Mahomes Swift, shit. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and what yeah, does it have to do with... And what does it have to do with cats? I'm still waiting for the cat part. <laughs> oh, the cats yeah. will definitely make a comeback. I can't wait for that hook. Now all available. <laughs> as long as the husband or the significant other is actually an active football player. Otherwise, they have to ride the bench or grab wood, which is probably how they got to be a wife or a mistress in the first place. Um, Oof. Oof. Wow, oh, you do. and Mike, you, the thing is, Mike, you're missing half the joke because what he wrote up there is splinters cause pregnancies. Don't you get it? No, Good. so he's like subtitling. He's, he's like tagging his own he's jokes. Tagging his jokes. Yes. Yes, it's a visual gag as well. What the uh, fuck? DJ Electro. He's uh, stimulating uh, all five senses with this special. Yes, yes. Uh, DJ Electro, be, be ready to read those when I bring you on because one might get us here and we might need to read it. So here. 
Wait, no. Can I go oh, back? My... Go go back just a little bit. Okay. Splinters cause pregnancy. Yes, he said wood, and then he that? goes, "Oh, because okay, let's watch it." And baby's mamas, at it just right. So we have wives, mistresses, and baby's we. mamas are on the roster now. They're now all available as long as the husband or the significant other is actually an active football player. Otherwise, they have to ride the bench or grab wood, which is probably grab how they got to be a wife or a mistress in the first place. Splinters cause pregnancies. I like her like that. That's good. This joke but, is so sp- fucking confusing. Splinters cause pregnancy. Now, Austin, just to fill you in, last time yes. we listened to this guy, we got hung up on one joke, and it really derailed the entire program. Still to this day, every once in a while, I'll go I'll log into uh, our YouTube studio, and people will speculate as to what the joke meant. I think I solved section. it. You think you solved it, Electra? Yeah, it was. Wasn't it when Six, uh, six Down is President Trump's uh, Native American Indian name or something? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's I Six Down when I pee. You know that that song? Get her out. <laughs> I sit down when I pee. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> uh, Women always like yapping it. and ruining. Anyways. <laughs> I like, I like having electrifier. I didn't realize how painfully unfunny she was when I did <laughs> I think that's my my favorite quality about her. She's gonna cry now. I gotta <laughs> thanks a lot, Mike. Now I got a two it's hour a, call. I apologize, Electra. It's a charming thing about you. Like it's Just it's meet it's, me it's, again. It's all right. <laughs> Still it's, funnier it's, than Jeannie Fenderson's me. It, because you're a woman. Like if Craig said something like that, it would be the next forty minutes of the show. We'd have to. Start. <laughs> but with you, it's like, oh, that's adorable. Uh, <laughs> no, let's let's spend forty minutes here. <laughs> um, so yeah, splinters cause pregnancy. What does that mean in GD's mind? Ingles, you're the joke writer. Go. Uh, sure, you're a comic. I uh, there's nothing here that makes any sense to me. Uh, splinters <laughs> spl- splinters cause infections. They do not cause pregnancies. Um, it's like our, our our team of investigators brought in a consultant and he's just throwing his arms up immediately you know, he's like, is, i've never seen anything like this i don't know this is just, bad shit crazy to me this joke this bit has like the beginning and end and middle has i don't know where the ending is gonna go that's this is exciting this, okay. our, expert, our expert just wrote down sap and come he doesn't know what's going on right here sap. just just so we can move on i'm gonna put this Maybe he's saying splinters cause pregnancy. Like the player would be saying, I didn't get you pregnant. It's from the splinters. It's from riding the bench or riding the yeah. wood. I don't. Okay. I understand it's the hor- wood is a penis, but. Maybe it's, it's a horrible <laughs> analogy. It's really rough. <laughs> All right, let's continue. It's fucking terrible. Sorry. Maybe it's, a no, it's, it's no six down. It's not worth getting this hung up on. Maybe he's a fan of the Ninja Turtles and just has a weird outlook on it or something. Hey, oh, that's a better joke than GD's. Splinter, Master right, Splinter. Right, I think that's how it is. Yes. So, I traded Giselle and Janae for Olivia Moon and a baby's mama to be named later. <laughs> Moon. What? What is the... There would so this is when Olivia be... Moon was dating Aaron Rodgers, which also dates yourself again in the joke. Oh wait, does he mean, does, does he mean Olivia Munn? Munn, yes. Yeah, so... Sorry, <laughs> Olivia. Munn. I went to high school with Olivia, Olivia Moon. <laughs> Olivia Moon. I was like, oh, that's some young star I've never heard of. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Olivia guy. Munn. I tra- 
Australia. Was that Australia them too? Okay, good. Well, I was just going to say, hold hold on, Hackride. We got to dissect these. I know you want to get through it. (laughs) I want to get through it. (laughs) We got to drink these in. What is the league? So you're trading, let's say, I forget what he said, Giselle for Olivia Moon. So Giselle for like Sierra, because she's with Russell Wilson. What's the value? What's the value for that? Oh, because of the guys they're with? I don't know. That's the thing, too. Are we talking like quality of quarterback or quality of life? Because Sierra obviously is famous in her own right. So she would, you know, her and Taylor Swift would be at the top, I would assume. Right. Yeah. Maybe they're drafting. I don't know. This whole thing is just, there's, it's, you poke so many holes in it. He's going to, he's going to pulp fiction this thing. We don't understand where it is he's now, gonna but he's going to get us around. there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get yeah. Us there. It's going to end on a cat for sure. 100%. Because <laughs> that Janae is going to have to ride the bench unless Ray gets back into the league. Oh, go and back. Said, go want, back. You, know, you... you want to talk topical. You think it's dated because he's making current references. Uh, the Ray Rice incident, I believe, happened in 2015. That sounds right. If I'm not mistaken. Around that time, yeah. That's Give so or take quick. a few years. A quick five, six years later, he figured, <laughs> might as well just mention, without saying Ray Rice, by the way, just Let mention me the woman he beat up in an elevator. <laughs> yeah. Janae is going to have to ride the bench. Go back a little, because I want to see if he mentions Ray Rice. I don't think he did. I didn't hear it, but we'll go back. Yeah. Otherwise, they have to ride the bench or grab wood, which is probably how they got to be a wife or a mistress in the first place. Um, <laughs> right. I think that's how, yeah. So I traded Giselle and Janae for Olivia Moon. No, he never said, he just says Janae as if, as if it's Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> like we all know who he's talking about. <laughs> this is, he's talking about Ray, the woman that Ray Rice beat up in an elevator. Five That's years, his wife. Five years later. Was it his wife or his girlfriend? I couldn't remember. No, it's his wife now. It was his girlfriend. Beyonce. Yeah. Um, He's talking about it five years later and just on a first name basis with her. <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> on a first name basis. And if I can go back to GD, he goes, he goes, these wives grab wood, which is probably what probably what makes him a wife or a girlfriend in the first place. I would say that's essential to an adult monogamous relationship is sex. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> it's not probably the, what they do, GD. His mama to be named later. The guy I traded him, traded them to um, understands that Janae is going to have to ride the bench unless Ray gets back into the league. And I said, you, you know, you're wasting a, a, a draft pick. And he goes, well, don't worry about it. In my mind, Janae's a knockout. Holy shit. Too soon. He said too soon. And when it- go back. Go back. Did he wrote too soon on the screen? It said too soon. It said 8 to 10 too soon. No, buddy. It's past it's too soon, actually. You, yeah, it's, it's way past. It's expired. It's lumpy. Of, it's out of the zeitgeist. And he, I love it. He calls Ray by his first name, too. Like, dude, we forgot about Ray Rice. That's how long it's been. He never, even if this was a Ravens fan audience, if they I, said, I hey, this is. Is an, if this was an anti-Ray Rice benefit... <laughs> He didn't set the joke up properly. He never no. mentioned who he was talking about. <laughs> oh, this is good. This and is. I said, you are... If I can defend the audience here, they're not laughing because it's such a bomb. 
they're not laughing because he didn't tell them what the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. You know, you're wasting a, a, a draft pick. And he goes, well, don't worry about it. In my mind, Janae's a knockout. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know eight. if it's... Message to Craig. I don't know oh, if it's possible this... to put silence in the outro. <laughs> I, have done, I have done that head nod before when the when they don't get the joke. It's painful, but holy shit, it's never been about a Ray Rice joke six years after the incident. That's the greatest silence I've ever heard. Oh, and oh, this is what Tom Myers and GD and these people do is like, so he put the caption up too soon. They never examine themselves and say, why is that such a deafening silence? <laughs> it's like it's like negative sound. Like it's so silent that it's almost creating sound. Yeah. It's like that it's that room you hear your heartbeat in, it's so quiet. You know? <laughs> I can That's feel impressive. the air get sucked out of the room. That's how silent it is. I know it's a it's a vacuum. He, he does comedy in a vacuum. Yeah. And then he he looked at that and his only self examination was this crowd can't take my edgy humor. <laughs> Because I made a dad joke of she's a real knockout. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. And when it comes to loyalty, you can't beat her. Ah, the no audience one. is on board now. Yes. Yeah. All right, so good for them. I encouraged them. I said, look, if you think she will elevate your standings. Oh, come on, elevate your standings. Come on. That's the crucial part of this thing. If I'm there, here's how I'm going to help out GD Fenders if I'm in the audience. Simply raise my hand. Uh, GD, who who are we talking about? <laughs> and then he could go, oh, Ray Rice, remember in the elevator? I know I haven't mentioned an elevator yet. <laughs> or the people's fucking names that I'm talking about. I would help him out by handing him a loaded gun and say, here, go home and have fun with this. Figure out how to use this. See if there's anything yeah. you could do. See if you could write this better than you write a joke. <laughs> this needs cleaning. <laughs> Please go clean this. <laughs> God bless. God bless. Now, I actually, I'm a, I'm a football fan, less so now than I used to be. And a lot of it's the off-field shenanigans. Now, to be honest, technically speaking, and literally speaking, <laughs> abuse by NFL players of spouse and children is below the national average. It is. It's below. They, they beat ass less than the general public. We just know about it more because cameras follow them around and don't follow us around. That's it. So. And he put a little out there. What the hell is he talking about? What? Surveillance and cell phones excluded. Just a little note, a little tag. Is that what he wrote on the screen? Yes. That's what he wrote on the screen. I don't even understand. Is that a joke or is that just. Now, this is the fact portion of the. Yeah, he's like, he's fact checking himself. He's like, oh, fuck, I forgot. So there's surveillance and cell phones. My bad, guys. That's not of all the things he's said. The a, a thing worth prefacing is not. Well, hey, technically there are cameras everywhere nowadays. We knew what you meant. This is the only thing we knew what you meant, and you couched it with a subtitle. Is below the national average. It is. It's below. They they beat ass less than the general public. We just know about it more because cameras follow them around and don't follow us around. That's it. So, we hear about, you know, Adrian Peterson beating his son, but can't beat the Packers. Um, we hear about, well, 
Aaron Hernandez. Red is adding things to the special to make it so much better. Eighty-one. Now he's a tight end taking one. Oh, go back. Bro. That might be an, a topical Aaron Hernandez joke. I think he said, "Rip Aaron Hernandez." That's the most ripped he's ever been. What the <laughs> fuck? We hear about. Go back. Well, Aaron Hernandez. Used to be a famous tight end number 81. Now he's a tight end taking one. Okay. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was was long dead. I was gonna say he was dead for a couple years in 2021, right? Long dead when this special was made was was put out. Um can he I even ask R- also? He, he even well, RIPs like Hernandez. He, he knows says, he's yeah, dead. Ripped her, oh, yeah. Rip Hernandez, m- most ripped he's ever been. What the fuck? Was Aaron Hernandez? I thought he was in pretty good shape. He was jacked. He was massive. He was a tight end in the NFL. <laughs> and very skilled, as I recall. Yeah, he was an outstanding tight end. For those of you, I'm sure uh, many of the people watching remember um, the charges against Aaron Hernandez. Yes. I thought we were talking about beating kids. <laughs> remember? Yeah, and then it just does went murdering to... Does murdering <laughs> <murder>. three adults... <laughs> In cold blood? Is that the same as wow. disciplining your kids brutally? I don't... It's a weird Tomato, comparison. tomato, Mike. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. Cl- closeted, gay football player murders three? Talking to kids? Same thing! Same you, know, you know how Adrian Peterson and Aaron Hernandez committed the exact same crime? <laughs> Throw shot, I might as well not even mention both, because you're probably thinking yeah. of the same guy. I don't want to confuse you guys. <laughs> That's right. Or Eli Manning, who can't hit his kid because his kid is open. Oh my God! Again, Eli Manning, out of the league at this point, I believe. At, out of the league, and he said that joke is for me. Get it if you can. This whole joke is for you, buddy. We get it. Uh, well, I this get it. Thing is for You're you. saying <laughs> Eli Manning. I mean, like, probably shouldn't be, but he, he's going to be a Hall of Fame. He beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. That yeah. alone speaks for itself. Yeah, class. I don't know. <laughs> Austin, as much is, as you want. This is a new direction for comedy. You go and tell jokes only to yourself. The whole set's for you. I think we got something here. I will yep. say, Austin, bring this bring this to Austin, Texas with you uh, this week. Yes. I have word not for heard, word. I have not heard a lot of jokes about uh, quarterback writing. So if you could implement <laughs> that, I think you're well on your way, my friend. That would be hot. I could, I could, I could add that in. I could fit that right. in. Excellent. And f- film that and send that to us, please. Thank you. Please, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. That deserves a bigger applause than that. I, I fucking love that joke. Oh, oh, it doesn't deserve a laugh. It deserves an applause. Oh, he did the he please clap. He did the please clap. He liked that so much that he's <laughs> reprimanding the audience. <laughs> Did, uh, why are you laughing at my brilliance when I said Eli Manning is a somewhat inaccurate quarterback? And the joke's only for him. And then he reprimands him for not getting it. This is so confusing. Well, he'd like it to be for them, too. But <laughs> Get it if you can. That, that is, what to Austin's point, that's what he should put on every joke. Like, this one's for me, guys. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's a perfect it's a perfect set. You didn't like any of it? It's all for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. That deserves a bigger applause than that. I, I fucking love that joke. Okay, I fucking love that joke. That's a great, can I say that's a great, spe- uh, Austin, you can take this. That's a great title for a comedy special. This one's for me. I like that. This is all for me. I, <laughs> I fucking love it. And the only reason why I did that joke, did all the other shows so I could say that. Because I didn't, 
I wasn't even going to talk about that. This is actually this part. It says right here, female coaches. I'm totally talking about female coaches. <laughs> now, the, the, the Jesus. <laughs> that that riff was just for you guys, okay? I just wanted you to know that. That riff was just for you guys. I'm not even supposed to be talking about this. I'm not even here right now. That's what you don't realize. <laughs> <laughs> I could have bored you from column A, but I bored you from column B. Now, all right, buckle up for his As take us. on female coaches, I guess. Sarah Thomas, she's been she's referee all of last season. No controversies, which is a I, good thing. I, I hate See, to keep correcting you... GD for these uh, minor hangups I have. Does he think referee and coach is the same position? <laughs> yep. They're on the field. They're on the field hey, this, co- so. this, co- this coach is calling a penalty. This coach has a whistle. <laughs> oh, anyone who has a whistle is a, is a coach to GD. There's a referee. Here we go. You don't want to be the first of something and fuck up. That's it. I mean, that's your only job is to be, not to be talked about. If Obama really had fucked up, we wouldn't be getting another what? colored president. Orange, but he's colored. How did we get there? That was a leap. What the, how did that turn into a Trump joke? And <laughs> Trump's last year of presidency, to be What's exact, amazing, like, I, I like a lot of comics that take a direction you may not be expecting. Oh, misdirection but, is the name of the game. I, I have I love misdirection. It's my favorite. Without a doubt, right? Yeah, without a doubt. But I'm not sure it's the right type of misdirection. The fact that he brought up female I don't, coaches. I don't think he knows what misdirection means. <laughs> so he brings up female coaches in the NFL, and within two lines, he's at Donald Trump's presidency. <laughs> that happened. Comedy. That's how it happens, I, baby. Comedy. I wasn't gonna go here, you, guys, but you got me riffing. The le- he got from some female ref to Obama to Trump in the matter of eight or nine words. Impressive. And then getting half of them wrong, which is also impressive. <laughs> if he was that bad, they'd pick the white. Black. Yes, yes. He Orange is the new black was the tag there. <laughs> We can't forget the tags. A show that I, you know what? You know what's funny? For what? A couple years? Can I can I tell you what's funny? I thought Austin was saying he should have tagged it with that, and I was about to give kind of a polite like, "Okay, Austin, well, whatever." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize, I didn't realize this no. moron put it in his comedy special. I have nothing to offer this guy as far as in, as far as writing and comedy, so I won't be adding anything. About Mike Morris's hands are thrown in the air on this one. I can't help you, bro. Orange is the new black. Okay. Hey, woman, but they got the orange man. Okay. Uh, there is a hundred and five more minutes of this. Just FYI. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Let's. I want to play a little. I want to play a little more. If he's done with the NFL chunk, maybe we'll end. But I want to hear a little more about where he's going next. Yeah, we can this do this a, all week. That's wrong. This this comedy special is going to take us a few years to get through, I think. So. <laughs> yeah, with the breakdown. <laughs> and an emphasis on special, not comedy. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah Thomas did a good job. See, not like, oh, let's say Ed Hockley. <laughs> really pisses me off. You gotta, is you that gotta, a referee? You, you gotta <laughs> give him this. Yeah, Ed Hockley... Um, He's the guy, yeah, one of the, one of the better arms. known refs in NFL history, for sure. Uh, he but was again, born but... on Christmas, but Jesus is what the, um, <laughs> the caption says. Oh, we got to go back now. 
But does G.D. Fenderson write all his jokes from like 2019? Because every reference, Ed Hockley hasn't been in the league since like 2018. Like, he's what is topical, he? He's a topical guy. Yeah. <laughs> and this was topical at the time. Remember, it's week 11 of the NFL season. Don't forget. <laughs> and he just but traded he, Giselle, you know, who's still around. We, let's try and compliment him here because I will admit the first thing that came to my mind is wow. I've never heard Ed Hockley referenced in a comedy special. That is insane. So that's that something. Is... Like that's a that's a feather in his cap. Yes. <laughs> oh. So Sarah Thomas did a good job. See, not like oh, let's say Ed Hockley, <laughs> who really pisses me off, and, and I'm still pissed Uh-oh. at him from something. He I don't want to go on a rant ago. here. <laughs> How can he be pissed? He's he's maybe dead by now. Ed, are you still alive out there? He's in a senior home. He's mad at him right now. He's like licking a wall, and this guy's talking about him. I think you probably remember when Detroit was like going like they were trying to go 0 and 20, but there's only 16 games in the season. Megatron had this beautiful catch in the end zone. He had two feet in, two hands he's on the ball. He's talking about specific NFL games from the past. It was third and eight, Mike. <laughs> Stop for pictures, and they said no cash. What year is it? Isn't this Calvin Johnson play also from like 2016 or something? Yeah, yes, he, this... he retired shortly after. Probably this. This is the un. This is like the unfrozen frozen caveman lawyer from Saturday Night Live. He was like thought <laughs> out and just in 2016 has all the references. He's and this and this Dan Marino kid. I think he's going places. He's. <laughs> I mean, he's a gunslinger. <laughs> okay. I had money on that, and my mama's dentures were riding on that game. Because the one she had has the, the dentures. <laughs> he bet them. Yeah, Take no, them out of her to, mouth. Yeah, Got to give them away now. <laughs> oh. I just want to get. We'll we'll keep playing this for a little bit. I just want to get to the bit where he says that Ryan Leaf is going to be better than Peyton Manning. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got <laughs> from a guy in the band who knew a guy who who knew a guy. He's like, this Nick Saban is going to be amazing in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) Who made Legos, but when she wasn't using her teeth, we made some badass toys. No, but it's frustrating because... I'll I'll say, GD, Jesus. Yes, that one was bad. You're watching a game with your mother... And she took her teeth out because it hurts, but she's so she's not eating the chips. She's just sucking the flavor off. Oh, this is a this and is a GD staple that Austin isn't aware of yet. You might think a joke is done, like you might think that was just a throwaway line about the dentures. Mm-hmm. My bet, as a student of GD Fenderson, we're gonna hear a lot more about this mother and her teeth. Oh, thank God! Like it seemed like just a throwaway line. Like I bet my mother's dentures on the game. This feels, and I don't know this yet. I haven't watched this far in. This feels like we're on the cusp of a very long dentures joke. It kind of sounds like he just like abandoned whatever nonsense he was talking about and just like <laughs> somehow, what about my mother. <laughs> yeah, just somehow made it about his mom. Watching a game with your mother and she took her teeth out because it hurts, but she's so she's not eating the chips, she's just sucking the flavor off. <laughs> and putting them back in the bowl. A very relatable incident. You don't know how fucking frustrating it is. You put a chip and it, all the flavor's gone. That's Ooh, it, hold, on, hold on, hold on. I don't think that's he's ever a, happened. But. He's appealing to the audience. 
the situation he's talking about. <laughs> and, you know, listen, I'm sure uh, Woody Allen covered this years ago, probably. So it's already been. You know how you dig into a bowl of chips and an old woman has already sucked on most of them? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and put it back into the chip box. Or bag. What the fuck is he talking about? This here, I will say this. It's how you know GD's authentic. This definitely happened because why the fuck else would his mind go here? I imagine GD has a mother who is sucking on chips and putting them back in the bowl. That's an incredible point. Or is this what GD does at parties and he's just outing himself? It's, it's also possible. Fucking <laughs> Ed Hockley. <laughs> How do we get so back now, to Ed Hockley? Hold on, go oh, back. Fuck. We must have missed something. <laughs> no, I swear fucking... I didn't. I just first. <laughs> no. Let, now let me add this, and again, I'm probably, I, I'm just repeating things that people have heard a million times. Oh, but I man. should have added to that bit. You know how you reach for a bowl of chips, and an old lady has already sucked on them. Oof, that fucking Ed Hockley, right, guys? <laughs> That's genuinely funny. All right, I gotta give it up, GD. That's... You just gave him a compliment, Mike. You said you know how a million people heard this. No, I don't think a million people will ever hear this. This, this is will good. Now, now, you, you're the flavor all. Thank you, buddy. Yes. <laughs> and putting them back in the bowl. Oh, she should have swallowed was the tag she there, by the way. Talking about his mother, uh, <laughs> or his, grand, his grandmother. <laughs> he should have chewed. I I, she, That's I, the, one this... thing, the one thing I can agree is that his mother should have swallowed so we didn't have to endure this shit. <laughs> hey <laughs> Joke of the day. I, I, we got to put Austin and GD in. Austin could punch up this act pretty well. I, <laughs> I don't even think I can. I don't, there's nothing to fucking, there's uh, no you... salvaging of this nonsense. <laughs> Well, that's the show. You just sit off stage with the, the mic and you talk to the audience about how weird this is. That's the show. Yeah. Oh. You don't know how fucking frustrating it is. You put a chip and all the flavor's gone. <laughs> that's Ed Hockley. Fucking Ed Hockley. Oh, I see. <laughs> so now Ed Hockley is the is a flavorless chip. He's a fla- he's a chip that's been sucked on by a, a woman without her dentures. <laughs> That sounds delightful, that, to be honest. That old yeah. adage. <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to hook up his grandma on Ed. Who knows? To be respectful to the ladies, think about how awesome it would be to get sucked off by a chick with dentures. I mean, are we? To, is there anything better in this life? You make a good point, Austin. That is true. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> now, the Bills have a female coach, but she's what? The coach in charge of special teams, coordinated something. I don't even know what the fuck she does. I don't know. But as long as she doesn't fuck up, she'd be good. Special teams is a very common football term. <laughs> yeah. A special oh, teams coordinator? That's the, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember the Bills having a female special teams coordinator. But no, if that's her title, that. that's not some mysterious, like, well, what the fuck does she even do then? <laughs> it's like, that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> She's out there oh, dancing man. and kicking the balls. <laughs> shopping, you know. But my point is, why stop there? Women should be head coaches. I mean, that's it. Uh, the tag is already head nurses. I'm plain simple. Women should be head coaches. I don't and get. I, it. I don't. They're already head nurses. Is it, get it? Get head. It? Yes. 
No, <laughs> I get. I understand head is a blowjob, but <laughs> right. That was They're it. already head nurses. I don't get it. Is that, I don't is that think a job for women? Yes. Okay. It's a job for gummy grandmas. What is it that, like... But but that's the point of the sentence in general. Is like women haven't had this opportunity. They should. That's what he's saying. Yes. Why add that? Why not? You have a typewriter. You got a video. Make it. You know, <laughs> add some stuff to it. That's a good point. You know, I asked and answered. <laughs> We're covering it here. There's 180 people watching. GD, you did it right. <laughs> I don't think this. this video will ever get dissected as much as we are doing right now. Like in the history, the world could end, and this could be the only clip left. No, well, I don't think they dissect it as much. We can only. Ho I hope that I have uh, I hope laid not. claim. Listen, I've I've stolen. I joked about Carl earlier in the program. I've taken plenty from him. You know, listen, we have a yeah. we have a guy with a filter that makes games for us, for, as I always say. So, I've taken Loser. plenty from Carl. One thing I could have on my own is GD Fenderson, I think. That's one. <laughs> when I'm on my deathbed, the one thing I'll have to my name is that I'm the only guy that talked about GD Fenderson. That is kind of dope. That is dope. I, think we, I, I think we've talked about it more than time than he spent writing this whole thing, and it's like two hours long. I think oh, he, he it took him two hours to write this two-hour special. He didn't, he didn't dissect any of this that we're doing. No, you would jump off a bridge if you did, and you had any sort of artistic integrity. Now I'm at the point where I kind of want to wrap up, but I just want to end this NFL stuff, but he's still on fucking Ed Hockley. Uh, we're stuck here forever. Oh, no, we I'm sorry, die. he's moved to female coaches, that's right. Yes, yes, we died at 7 a.m., and this is our eternal hell. Here we go. He said head coach. He, no. I mean, like, in charge of the team. Oh man! Because... No one thought you meant blowjob except for you. <laughs> she was right, because the tag here is just getting veiled fellatio reference. Hey, Electra, is she mm. is she in here? Yeah, uh -huh. she's right. I want to apologize to you. Okay. Earlier, I said you were not that funny. You have the yes. exact same mindset as GD Fenderson, so I. You're, you're even one step ahead of him. So I take it all back. I'm sorry. I accept your apology. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, God. Uh -huh. She's going to give it to me. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Keep up with me. There was no PowerPoint at the end of this thing Keep up with him. to explain Keep up with the him. jokes. Okay? If you don't get it tonight, you're going to have to buy the DVD and then go play it real slow. Say, oh. DVD? What year did he put this out? Uh, we've we've already established this. The twenty he's from twenty sixteen, but the special's from twenty twenty two. So he's just backwards. Well, he, but he's releasing it in two thousand four, it seems. <laughs> yes, on Laserdisc. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys are gonna go home and you're gonna be watching the VHS of this special and you're gonna think to yourselves, Wow, now I get it. Now that <laughs> gonna, now that what? I have the subtitles for context. <laughs> you're gonna put this on your half inch reel or reel. You guys are going to load this yeah. to your Nickelodeon later. And I swear. <laughs> oh, hey, put that one away, Electra. Put that one away. Come on. Oh, fuck, I get it now. <sighs> oh, God, these tags. So. One more. Here we go. But most of these players, when they were kids, they were taken to games by their moms. I mean, that's who did it. That's who invested all the time. The moms, they cleaned the uniforms. That. The moms, they, they're the ones the that... The moms are the troops. <laughs> I imagine that's where we're going. The moms are the... That was heroes. his tag. His tag was hoping to meet their new dads. Yeah, we always ended a dick joke with this guy. I think he's going for a dick joke somewhere here.
Oh, I can't wait. This is it's kind of like, I understand GD's a person of color, but that's like just kind of, doesn't it seem racist in a way? He's just assuming NFL yeah. players don't have yeah, I, I'm not yeah. sure he's a guy of color, honestly. I mean, I've, I've, I've been in black barbershops. This is, they're funny. <laughs> Are we he's sure? Kinda... Can we get a melanin check on this man? He sounds like a white dude. I agree with that, Hackride. This seems like a white guy trying to be black in every way. Yes, yes. We have a Dozier or whatever her name is situation. Dozier Cat? No, oh, the one uh, Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, Dolezal. Oh, we have yes, a comedic yes. Dolezal situation. That's a 2021 right. reference that could fucking. Yeah, that fits right into GD's uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. timeline. <laughs> a little too yeah. close to home, though, I think, for him. Here we go. This is on time. The moms are the ones that help them study the playbooks. The moms are the ones that make sure they got the good steroids and not the ones <laughs> who's from the people who sold my mama her dentures. What? Oh, we're back on the dentures. See, moms, they're the ones. They, they're. The moms are like the, the glue that holds Little League football together. Okay, they're well, the ones definitely not literally. They're definitely <laughs> not literally the glue. Unless you're talking about mother horses, I suppose. They're not literally the glue that holds football together. Well, their orange slices make sure everything works, Mike. <laughs> that literally cheer. is what I'm hung up on. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> they're ones like, first of all, I have... I, I, I have no grudge that my mother cheered louder for my nephew than she did for me. I don't, no problem. Because, for one, he played football. I was on the debate team. Oh, we got to read this tag. Jack of all trades, masturbate none. hey <laughs> <laughs> And it says jack off all trades, masturbate oh, sorry. none. <laughs> jack off all trades. I read it wrong. It doesn't, it's just so crass and unnecessary. Yeah. I don't, I don't even get it. I have to watch this again. Hold on. Because for one, he played football. I was on the debate team. Jack off all trades, masturbate. What? What, what other talking. trades are you good at? Because you were on the debate team and you can't even fucking. He's, he's having a whole conversation. I don't understand. But it's It's interesting. That's what's fascinating about watching a special like this is we can all have different perspectives. You guys are hung up on that. While I'm on, he's talking about his nephew <laughs> playing football, and that inspired him to say, jack off all trades, masturbate none. <laughs> what the fuck? Does that have to do with what he's talking about? Man. It's comedy, baby. Football, I was on the debate comedy. team. And it's really hard to get really excited over some point I made. Like, that's right, boy. You tell him about the Emancipation Proclamation. Well, this is yeah. This is here's the flaw in this joke. She he already said she didn't cheer for him on debate team. <laughs> it's not the bit is not that she was really passionately cheering. He says she didn't cheer for me because I was on the debate team. <laughs> And then he's like, because that would be crazy, right? Yes. <laughs> oh, Mike, like, this joke has fallen apart on itself seven times now. But, but the thing is, Mike is like a joke sniper. He's like in there way before everyone else and sees where it's going. Oh, that's, that's amazing, Mike. Uh, yes, I speak GD. It's, it's like you've studied comedy forever or something. It doesn't work. <laughs> you tell him about Brown versus the Board of Education. Yay. Nope. She got excited for my nephew, though. You were debating that? Yelling, <laughs> you get him, Mark! You get him! You, you rip off his head and shit down his neck! 
when was GD like, in school that they were debating Brown versus the Board of Education? <laughs> I think it's no good. Get rid of it. <laughs> Segregate these schools. This, this is a oh, man. unique opinion, GD. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting exhausted with GD. So we got to find a good place to stop. I'm hoping any place. Yeah. All right. Yeah, the, the next. How about the next tag? Next okay. tag, we're out. After, right. Yes. There we go. Nice. What? What are you talking about? And my mom's being escorted off the field. <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you hurt my arm. I, I did not call the referee a pussy. He's much too sensitive to be a pussy. He's a scrotum. That's what he is. Wait, what? Because it hurts to get kicked in the nuts, I think. Maybe. Okay. All right. Or because, apart this. because a man comes e more easily than a woman? That too. Oh, okay. That's it. I'm willing it's to give him that one. It's, oh. it's, it's better than some of his others. It's uh, It straddles the line of comedy. We're close. That, We're adjacent. That, that feels ripe for a subtitle. He doesn't give that one? No, no subtitle yet, but we oh, might damn. be nearing. The, yeah, we're almost there. And you're pretty strong for a rent-a-cop. You single? Oh, there it is. How she met my stepfather. That's the tag. How she met it's my all stepfather. beautiful how I met your mother joke. Oh, how she met my It all goes back. No, Mike, don't care. go into we didn't it. Know just... you had a, we didn't know you had a stepfather. <laughs> Give a shit. <laughs> we're just going to let go. We're, we're, we're dropping out right there. All right, we're done. Until next time. That's our that's our visit with uh, GD Fenderson. Boy, where where are we? Can you give me the uh, timestamp on that so I know for next time? Uh, yeah, I'll find it for you. I'll get it for you. Right. I, I, I took it off the screen. I'm imagining we're still only twenty some odd minutes into this two hour. We're not very far into it. <laughs> I, I, I have, I was so say, that, that was probably what five minutes into that shit. Yeah, yeah. So I had one. I had one section here called Part One. It's twenty one minutes, and then I had Part Two. It's ninety one minutes. <laughs> so there's still like a, a two hours I left. Can't... I can't believe that's making me now think I can't believe we got through 15 minutes the first time. That's yeah, crazy. Pretty... Yeah. How did we sit through that? Well, you know, right. Craig just let stuff go. He didn't tell you about the tags, you know, to, to he's call got, back he's got to Matt Reif, uh, that was a special as in retarded. <laughs> that's right we, we've gd has really brought it back just inspired us yeah. through his material to yeah, bring back now the word say retarded. that word based off of G gd or whatever the fuck uh, his name I, I all i know is this if matt if matt rife played that video before his shows i mean he's coming out as dave Chappelle, right i'm laughing at every <laughs> matt rife joke if i see it. and I, that's what exactly. bands used to do bands used to take shitty bands to open for them so they would yeah. sound amazing this well, man that's a, that's a that's could a be a millionaire to bring yeah. a shitty opener to make yourself sound better that's a thing that people do for well, sure so i went uh everyone watching this knows that i was a, a an attendant for heartbreak and haver de grace the dat fan tom myers debacle uh, i really believe that there is money because it was a great show like me and justin and drew Peeballs and all the other guys <laughs> we we had a lot of fun there I believe there's money to be made in GD and <clears throat> excuse me, Tom Myers and all these guys branding themselves as like the world's worst comedy tour. Something like if they can come up with a, like maybe a catchy name for it or something. The hackback, baby. The hackback. There's the hack something. Back. There, there's money to be made there because it was an entertaining show. Like just watch. Now it's it's more niche, 
than say a good comedy show but they would be more successful at that than just what they're doing like pretending they're comedians you know i would go yeah. see it Miss electra uh-huh. it's, a, it's a date we're in this sounds like this sounds like a mission for carl he does these shows every once in a while right these live shows bring some of these lol cows on to do stand-up so you can just watch them and then make fun of them afterward pay them heavily and it would be great for everyone but that's the thing with like carl they don't want to play ball like the guys like patrick michael and them they, they won't play ball if they could just i suppose that's what makes them great is that they think they're like tom myers thinks he's a great comic and i suppose that innocence is what makes him what he is but if he just had one tiny ounce of self-awareness enough to brand it as something people would go check out i think there's money to be made there but who knows austin can i ask you i'm not a comedian i've never done stand-up but does gd strikes me as a host like does he is he like a host like that guy would introduce comics i wouldn't even give him that um no okay he can't get through a sentence no No. yeah The host, uh, a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, it doesn't matter if you uh, eat dick as a host. I disagree. I think that you should come, um, especially if you're getting your start in comedy, that's usually when, you you know, they put you as a host first. I think that's when you do your best shit to kick off the show. I just hosted for a guy recently, and he said he appreciated that I did bits instead of crowd work because I got the the crowd ready for a comedy show. You know what I mean? Right. There's there's an art to it. So I – gd has zero artistic abilities so uh throw him in the back never allow him to be a comic in my opinion but hey what a closer you you're saying i see i see what you're saying <laughs> a closer a seat emptier is what that's <laughs> we need everyone out of here is what you're saying yeah. all right we have all some right. super chats mike all right let's catch up on that and then uh get the hell out of here yes all right so are you there Electra? by the way before we hit, just go follow uh austin ingles by the way is it uh a ingles 23 on all all platforms no that um it's just um it's this i should just put it all as one thing um go to youtube it's um just austin ingles comedy and um instagram it's a ingles on the gram and ingles is i-n-g-e-l-s just search austin ingles you'll find me yes I, okay. here's here's his link i found it on yes, instagram at the bottom there you see his youtube link so make sure you, you go. go check him yeah. out he's very funny go follow us. thank you i appreciate this this has been a fucking awesome i appreciate you for having me dude this is beyond oh, more fun than i imagined it being you know i'm not in a bad way i just i didn't know what to expect you thought it was suck you it would suck and it was okay we get it we understand yes, no, yes. Never, you will, you will be our azt <laughs> lollipop forever yes. <laughs> yes austin i saw you on a 30 minute half hour with david collins before Ah, thank you. Thank you for so watching. I, that. Yeah, I knew shout who out to you David were. Collins who made all this possible. You know what I mean? Yes, he's he's in the chat. Yeah. Hello, David Collins. Oh, hello, David Collins. David, good guy. Good David, night. thank you for mentioning me on Carl's program because God knows Carl wasn't going to do it. You know? <laughs> God damn you, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us remember well, where Mike, we came from. I would from. like to uh, offer an invitation. Um, I don't know when we'll do this. You know, we can plan it out in the future. But I'd like you to come on my podcast. We'll we'll get a movie to talk about and we'll figure something out from there. You know yeah, I mean? anytime, man. Let if you're know. into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, me thanks too. for the invite. Yeah, thanks a oh, lot, man. I mean, bring the crew. Well, also, you know nice of I mean? you to ask me on the air, so I kind of have to say yes. Yeah, that's a, no, that's good. That's you trap them in the answer on air. You, you guys, you, you're I'm doing not, it right, I'm Austin. Not a podcast pro like you guys. So no, I'm you're showing it. That's a pro move. That's yeah, a pro move I'm for just, sure. 100%. I'm showing my ass. Is what I'm doing. Let's catch up on these super chats and get the hell out of here. All right, Nick West, two dollars super chat. Are we sure GD isn't using a laugh track? I'm pretty sure he was. I tried. I, I don't. That one. I don't think he is because most of these guys are pretty bad at editing. So, 
props to him if he is he's better than his um his peers at, at dubbing it in he's better well, at editing than he is a comic yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. it's not a laugh track because it is a sympathy laugh it's like it takes 30 seconds and it eventually comes it's not a laugh track yeah and there was so much room to have put it in that ray rice joke <laughs> a lot of silence i was there. begging for a laugh track. <laughs> yes. oh yeah and from ben r we got a 20 dollars super chat love the show i look forward to it every week Oh, thank you. Very nice. Thank you, Ben. Ben, shout out to Ben. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, that's all right. Well, thank you, guys. Go, by the way, go check out, we've been promoting Austin. Also, go check out Hackride if you haven't already. And DJ yeah. Electrofry. Is, oh, uh, yes. Is Electra doing a show now on her own? Yes, she does a show before I am. mine. Let yes, me see. We... What are you I a, am a, doing a, my a own master? show. Let it talk. Catch 22. <laughs> <laughs> Did you watch it, Blind Mike? I have not checked it out yet, but I will. He's on the air at the same time. Oh, yeah. What the hell, Electra? You're going up against who are these socials? Who do you think you are? Yeah, what the hell, Electra? (laughs) I didn't even know about it beforehand. No, that's my fault. I might change that. Yeah, we're moving it it back. I'm sure it's fine. Yes, our our 18 followers are really nudging into your thousand over there. (laughs) Tell Carl to chill out. (laughs) It's, uh, is that all on Hackride's YouTube channel? Yes, it's on my YouTube channel. And we're so close to a thousand people. Come on, subscribe. Get hacked right over a thousand for God's sake, yes. and uh, you know, get us over six thousand on YouTube. All of that. Get Austin's. Get everyone's numbers up. Pump these babies. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So check out. Seriously, though, Mike, thank you, thank you for everything. I really do appreciate it. This has been awesome. So Austin, I, thank uh, you so much, anytime, buddy. Anytime you want me back, honestly. Anytime. All right, brother. Um, thank you, buddy. Guy. We'll Next time, put your camera on its side. You Iowa tech is master. This, is this bad? Is this <laughs> no? Bad? It's perfect. No, you're perfect. I meant. I was looking for my uh, camera holder, and of course, I couldn't find it when I needed it. So that's what happens. Just get a stalk of corn, tape it to it. <laughs> hey, Fun <laughs> Iowa jokes. Austin, thank yes. you, buddy. We'll let you get out of thank here. Thank you, guys. Appreciate, Appreciate you coming you. on. All right, brother. Oh, um, yeah. I guess you could have waited for me to say blindmike.net, but that's okay. Uh, go to blindmike.net as well. And, uh, you know, you guys know how to support the show everywhere you can, whether it's this program uh which is live sundays at 10 for those of you that listen later uh why are you laughing which this week we've got the great kirk minahan on and uh, who are these socials thursdays at six that's me and carl so check all those out all the links are at blindmike.net and you become can become a patreon or youtube member if you so choose and uh turn on gifted memberships and all of that as well and uh is that it hack right anything else that's it you did a great job go join some football Thank you, buddy. Thank you, Electra Fry. And uh, I guess Craig will be back next week. Craigers! <laughs> Thanks for having me. See you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.